Welcome, everyone, to Cult Following, the Phoenix, Arizona area's leading podcast on film, film criticism, and cartoon chicanery. I am one of your four special investigators on this case, Victor Moreno, along with Joshua T. Root. Wanna lick? Kirby Nelson. And Jasperino. Wah, wah, wah. We're explorers in the further reaches of cinematic oblivion. Angels to some, devils to others. We also love movies and talking about them. To you, our lovely audience, in the podcast medium. If you like what we're dishing, find us on iTunes at Cult Following. Give us a review. Give us a follow. Tell your friends because we can't grow without your support. In this special edition, we're going to do a retro review of the 1997 classic Mark A.Z. pay film, Spawn. <laughs> I forgot that was his name, man. Yes. Mark A.Z. pay Yes. What do we know about this guy? Uh, I, actually... I actually do know about him, <laughs> so we will get into it. Sounds good. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching of late. So let's just get cracking, because I know you guys are interested in what we've been doing, so... Jasper, have you been watching anything cool lately? Yes. What have you seen? Tell us. We are anxious to know. <laughs> um. So uh, I finally gave in and started a Shutter account. Shutter is yeah. awesome. And hey, been... so how much is that? Dude, it's like four ninety nine a month. Yeah, that's it's it? pretty cheap. Yeah, it's especially ridiculous. for what you get now. They even do exclusives. Yeah, yeah. What, what well, can... I got it just to get. I wanted to watch that one exclusive that we talked about. That uh, Kuzo? Like, yes, you uh, watched it. I oh. have. Wait, I have oh. not watched it. Yet. Oh, dang oh, it! Damn okay. it! Because okay, I have not watched it. I'm going to. That's the whole reason I got it. Okay, because right. I wanted to watch it. And then as soon as I got it, I realized that uh, Sadako versus Kayaku was on there. Oh, the and Ring versus the Grand. Ring versus Grand. I've been dying to see that, so I totally watched that. So then on my Amazon account, it came up, you know, they're like, you may also like, well, the original, uh, one of the Sadaku. So do you have it as an add on to your Amazon? Yes. Oh, okay. Sadaku 3D was, came up, but it's not part of Shudder. It's part of another streaming service called oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which Dude, is, that's how they get you. They like want you to sign up for well, everything. It's awesome. This streaming service is literally called Haya. Wow. And it shows. I like. I used j- to have Haya on um, uh, when I had PlayStation uh, View, and it was so cool. Yeah, it's all. Uh, it's like Yakuza and Japanese horror movies. Whoa, and like, monster movies. Is it free? No, it's two ninety nine a month. Oh, that's not. So terrible. I ended up getting because I was like, dude, for less than I'm paying for Netflix, I can get two channels. So that was actually S- a good. See, so that's I did how both. they get you. That's I know how they get you. Oh, it's only three bucks, and suddenly you're doing like. Like, that's yeah. like me and the Fight Network. Like, I, I haven't watched in, like, a year. It's like, that's only yeah. three bucks. That's cool, though. I didn't know you could get Haya, like, separately. Yeah, cause... you can get it as an yeah. add-on to your Amazon for, like, two ninety nine. Yeah, that, then, I'm probably uh, going to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's when yeah. you start doing your entertainment budget, though. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Well, I mean, I really do, though. I mean, as long as you use it, like, Netflix, I have never not found yeah. the value in it. Yeah. I always have Prime. Prime is just, like, the bonus. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I always... I, when you think that you used to pay 130 bucks a month for satellite TV or cable, yeah. and you didn't watch any of the channels, hardly. Um, and I've been kind of up in the air about uh, Hulu lately, because I started saying, well, the only reason I really have Hulu is to watch wrestling. It's uh, the yeah, only reason this. I well, have it. I, well, yeah, I'll get into that. And uh, <laughs> But then my wife was like, no, because she's gotten into some of the Hulu original series, like uh, The Handmaid's Tale. 
Well, yeah, I canceled like mine that, as soon so. as Handmaid's Tale really? ended. Yeah, that's funny. That's what we do with HBO Go. Really, for Game of Thrones. Yeah, we oh, get dude. it while Game of Thrones. You watch is on. Game of Thrones, dude? No, I'm waiting for it to end so I can oh, binge the whole God, thing. So bro. let's not spoil it. Yeah, how much is uh, I mean, it's just sorry, just like the best episode. Well, ever here's the was thing. Last week. I'm, if, I'm sure you've yeah. heard. And I hope somebody's dude. listening. If HBO Go wasn't fourteen ninety nine a month, I'd probably keep it. Year HBO round. Go is way overpriced. If it was, I, I yep. do think it should only yeah. be nine ninety nine. If it was eight ninety nine or even ten ninety nine, yeah. I would be okay with it. But it's I do think bucks it's the month. best. I mean, not only is their original programming the best, in my opinion, but also they have fantastic selection of movies that they change pretty often. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna. Well, the thing is, the movies are what disappointed me really because like it was all older stuff like I, I was thinking i get better selection of movies on netflix than i do mm-hmm. on hbo go you it's know ridiculous which one surprisingly has a really good diverse slate of movies is oh. stars play really yeah yeah is that the same as just getting stars through amazon yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they did have a lot of good movies stars. totally yeah. how much so is hulu running these days Eight ninety nine. Um, depends on if you want commercials have, or not i have commercial oh. free hulu yeah, i can't and, bring myself and, to do in that in all yeah. honesty it's the only way to do it oh god yeah i yeah. can't it, it annoys me that they that they basically have like that more expensive option because it used to always be with commercials and it was like no well, we're gonna rather than make the other one cheaper you know we're gonna like just make a more expensive version without commercials well yeah. i've noticed also what they're doing right now since they added the commercial free option is there's more commercials oh i bet like they're trying to piss you off yeah, into getting yeah the, that makes sense know, but i'm sure. holding out but anyway uh coming bringing it around town um, I ended up watching, so I had a nice one, two punch, two night movie night of a uh, Sadako and Sadako versus Kaku. Um, were they if, worth watching in your opinion? Um, the second one was Sadako 3D was kind of corny, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of J horror. Okay. So, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed both of them, but, um, I kind of wish I had been able to watch, uh, the Sadako 3D in actual 3D. Because you can, it was filmed. You in, can borrow it from me. I oh, got it for oh, two dollars nice, at nice. Fry's Electronics. Yeah, you can actually, you can totally Dude, tell Fry's where the Electronics gets so much J horror. It's kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's they awesome. get a lot of the, and um, it's cheap. Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, what do you call them? Like Tokyo Gore Police movies, and they're yeah, always like yeah. three dollars on Blu-ray. I love so those. So I stopped by like I know, once they had, a month. Uh, yeah, they've Frank, got a, they've got a three D porn section. They all, I do you know though. People I've been talking to though is um. They've really been holding um, fries to their internet price matching. Because uh-huh. I guess with the recent Arrow sale, the Shout Factory sale, and a couple other ones, I guess some people nailed them to the wall oh, on that. They're nice. like, I want this price. Yeah. And they will. As long as it's a reputable site, they'll wow. they'll do it. So just for all you bargain hunters out there. Yeah. Um, I think my wife and I both thought on the uh, Sadako versus Kyaku that there should have been a little more versus. Because oh, there was yeah. like, it's like a, it's pretty much a 10 minute-ish fight scene at the that, end. That's like when I saw yeah. Tomy versus Tomy. And, and man, that, that movie's disappointing. It wasn't like Freddy versus Jason where the fight scenes were spot on. Yeah. It did not disappoint whatsoever. But um, I still liked them. I'm probably going to end up purchasing them. So. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, and I watched Spawn. Oh, Woo-hoo! we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> it's funny. I, like I do. <laughs> I did notice um, Jeffrey Katz was signed at Dark Delicacies this weekend. The uh, this past weekend was the uh, his Freddy versus Jason versus Ash comics, oh, and I was yeah. thinking it's been almost fifteen years since Freddy versus Jason, and he He's still so hasn't gotten either 
the Dream Warriors one made or the thing, but he really pushed hard for both of those. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, it's different property owners, but it's like insane in this uh, cash crazy, like, cinematic capitalism that you wouldn't be like, <laughs> hey, everybody wins, guys. Like, right. like they haven't done this because those are great comics. I really enjoyed yeah. them, but I was crazy to see, though, one through six set of comics was a hundred bucks. Wow. That's, that's a ripoff. Yeah. Ridiculous. But so are anything else good, Jasper? Jasper? No, I'm good, man. Kirby. Let me take a look. I uh, just posted my review of um Annabelle Creation. Yeah, I, I only saw I got a chance to that was like stopped in traffic, so I got a chance to look at the very That's beginning. the best way to read it. Yeah, definitely. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's got like really good reviews so far. It's so. uh, one of those things where I really do think most people stand on a um on one side of the fence or the other with like, you know, it's funny. I even put it up at the end of my review. The whole like, regardless of studio, I call it a Bloomhouse film. Yeah, because it just is. I mean, no matter who owns the rights, if yeah. it's anything James Wan does, especially. I also I don't know if I'm the first person in that review to coin the Wanaverse, but I'm gonna put it down there. Yeah, because it is. It really it, insidious conjuring. And um, the spinoffs, I mean, and crazy to see there's two more Conjuring movies coming, I, I, and well, that doesn't you, include um, The Nun or so did the you, uh, Annabelle 3. see the trailer for this movie at all? I did see a couple of the, um, I think more of the teasers than the actual full yeah, trailer. So they actually, they don't say Wanniverse, which I think is really good, but um, they, they do say the next film in the Conjuring universe. Oh, and, I mean, and I'm like, seriously, like, they literally use that, it, like, prints up on screen and everything. So it's like, yeah, it's the, yeah, the, the James Wan extended universe. And then they kind of have, like, their bastard stepchildren, like, Sinister, and some right. of the other ones, like, I mean, this was directed by the guy who did Lights Out, which... Sure. I both loved, like, liked and hated I at hate the same that time. Movie, but but it I was, understand. I'm not why, gonna say loved. No, but. no, I hate that movie, but I understand why you like it. No, no, I did. We have I, different tastes yeah. in this regard. Well, no, and there's a that's why like Kirby gets to watch all these <laughs> movies. And not I just my whole thing with a lot of films at this point, like I did not love um, Lights Out. There were many things I thought were severely lacking in it, um, and I do with all these movies. The whole thing is, is that you just, you know. You like it or you don't, but I mean, like, they're really, I, Victor kind of hit the nail on the head. There's not many, like, innovations in horror. There's not a lot of, like, genres that have been created, but it's funny that this one's becoming, like, and it, on its worst qualities, it's the shitty kind of jump scare, uh -huh. um, tacky, you know, a lot of, like, um, insults you can hurl. And on its plus side, it is what it is. Like, I think this film has a, it, it he said in several interviews, it has a huge influence from The Haunting. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell. And he really is good at, at angles and lighting. I mean, I will say that's one of the things that really helps in these movies. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it, I just wish the only thing I said in the review more than anything is I wish the mythology was stronger. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing in films today overall, all um, genres is is that they're really not great at doing mythology. Yeah, because it seems like from watching the teasers and the trailers, I watched all of them because I love that series of movies a lot. Um, I've been looking forward to this movie for like six months. Um, it seems like they're just trashing the entire origin story from the first Annabelle. Well, it's it's basically what it is. Is it doesn't trash it. It actually, um, without any real major spoils, it actually comes full, a literally full circle. It's one of those things where, thankfully, I also said this in my review. They don't rehash the damn 
beginning of the conjuring again that's a good thing. like you mean they did annabelle didn't land on a planet just like lv426 that's true <laughs> land on a planet when you said or, or land, like land on a planet i literally thought for some reason you were gonna do a poochie thing that's... like went back to her home planet <laughs> it's so funny just because i was watching crawl last night uh-huh. and that's like nice. about like a giant fortress that like lands on a planet oh, too boy. So, <laughs> and made an excellent Atari twenty six hundred game. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but it, it's just one of those things. Like I said, if you like the series, you're gonna like. I the one thing I really did love about the original Annabelle was it to me it really did have a lot of the influence of like the seventies satanic movies. Yeah, in a glossy yeah. Hollywood way. Yeah, but it was still really well yeah. done. And I thought it was um the the other interesting part to both the original and this one are both that they are rated R. And this nice. one does go for the gore. Um, completely unexpected. It comes out of nowhere. But are but there actually dead children? They're always dead yeah, they're, children. Are there, yeah, ghost dead children? Kirby yeah, wouldn't have liked I, it. I if wouldn't there have liked it if there wasn't dead kids in it. But, um, and or, but you're right. not or, enough or, dead kids. Or, 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 or women in white dresses? Ghosts? Uh, yeah, there's a little bit yeah, of, of course. A little bit yeah. of uh, the lady in white. Right. Let me but, ask you this about, because I've been curious about this, the nun. Is that a real thing? Because I had a feeling that it, it was like a fan. A thing. Yeah, 2018, because, it's coming out. Because there was already a movie called The Nun that yeah. came out like yeah. years and years well, ago. Well, she get, don't worry. You're also going to get The Nun in this one. Is so. The Nun, like, is that, I The Balak from Conjuring 2. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which I also I really so the enjoyed. nun is in this one. Uh, uh, yeah, don't wait, don't 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 do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Well, no, no, no. Mom. I don't mean it like oh. that in the sense of <laughs> it's one of those things where again, there it's uh, almost like an MCU thing. There's a constant mm, desire gotcha. in every film to tie them yeah. all together to put little bits and pieces. Um, when it does come though, it's very good, so you nice. will enjoy it. Um, I then came home last night and. Uh, being very tired um oh actually sorry i should start that with how i began that afternoon was i finally went and saw valerian um we are not going to make you it said valerian the viewer, cast. Man. i know six i did episodes in a row, well, six hey, episodes it wasn't me <laughs> guys i finally saw it i saw Look. it in 3d and i just want to say completely alone this is like a, stephen king the cell well, it's spreading I'm not it's spreading anything well no i said anything i was gonna go see it just like i saw Dunkirk. i didn't do it and i don't even think i mentioned that i saw uh planet of the apes either like i think we've gotten so far ahead um but those were actually all ones i really wanted to see um visual i'm just gonna make it short and sweet visually impressive but possibly the worst movie i've seen this year like in so many ways like that script and that dialogue is really bad and acting what is you mean so the dialogue terrible. was clunky and the acting was what? no you guys you guys <laughs> undersold the fuck out of that yeah like i thought you were just like trying no to way. be like and no no. there is not that even like close um, you're all going to understand it, in a, in two decades <laughs> no. it will we're going to be doing yeah. a podcast uh, about the best movies of 2007 no, 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 no. it's going to be the Rocky Horror Picture I'm Show I'm going to be down you know there's a kid walking by uh, an open sewer crate and then I'm just going to be down there like we all married <laughs> down here <laughs> I, I think, just I think we should move on from that now because Yeah, I it is it We have talked terrible. about that movie so much that I have no desire That's to see it. That's going to be anymore. on our podcast t-shirt. Valerian. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back to the Valerian all Valerian all get, time podcast. Can we get that part in big market whatever, dude. That was awesome. Can City get, of a thousand uh, podcasts. Uh, seriously, dude. <laughs> whatever. Big market ruled. Can yeah. we get a little like Dunkirk on the sleeve just to just oh make sure god. it works into <laughs> 
Uh, hey, but it's no, a slow summer. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I really did watch it completely alone. I kept turning around, expecting people what to come in. Got, like, no. What if we got like? What if you did like a poster of us, like the Valerian poster, but it's all us? Yeah. You know, we use that as our podcast. That would be funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, see, Kirby was watching Valerian, and then we all, me and Josh appeared as Force Ghosts. (laughs) Once this film is over, you'll be stronger than you ever imagined. Uh, Whatever, this is good content. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Josh, because I'm I'm totally going to Photoshop that Dude, I'm telling you, bro, wouldn't it be good? We can make t-shirts, Oh, my God. If you want t-shirts, let us know. (laughs) Anyways, so then I came home, and I was like, that was depressing. And decide but who would be Bubble, me or Josh? <laughs> that, well, I didn't. I just you are clearly say, the sexier one of the yeah, two of us. So I mean, I just the the uh, <laughs> and then fucking eyebrows McGee in the hat. I was like, I'm fucking done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, the uh, you loved it. Well, oh my god. <laughs> like I will say though, you know what though? I I'll say this is my final thought though. I really do feel the Avatar thing even more now, finally uh-huh. seeing it going, God, what a visually impressive movie Super, with absolutely yeah. zero content <laughs> in it. And, um, yeah, I, I will strangle anyone who says that's a spiritual <laughs> anyway, sequel. Anyway, if you see any cool Valerian to... collectibles, you let me know. Okay? You let me know. Yeah. But I did come home and, uh, in a daze, finally watched The Devil's Candy, which oh, just premiered on Netflix. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do not get the hype on that one, personally. I like, really like The Loved Ones. I was gonna say, wait, what I movie? I love The Loved what Ones, movie but... What movie is that? The Devil's Candy? like, uh, the it new movie familiar. from the guy who directed The Loved Ones. It sounds really familiar. I think, yeah, Kirby said it just got it on Netflix. It's, yeah, it just was added, I guess, recently. I think it came out a few, like, in March. Save me 90 minutes. Should I check it out or no? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's All Netflix. Right. Right. I mean, like I said, if you want it, <laughs> I, I, I just, what it was sold to me as was this satanic heavy metal movie. So I'm not thinking Deathgasm or something. I like knew yeah. it was going to be more serious, yeah. nor did I think it was going to be something as good as Black Roses or Hard Rock Zombies, because this is one of my heart of hearts, like genres. I love heavy metal horror, but it, I obviously, as it's the Reese's peanut butter cups of my life, because all I love is yeah. death metal and horror, but. It um it really was just kind of like a meandering movie. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it's just pointless. I'll it's have just to dripless. check it out because, like, on it's a certain worth, level, you want to give it a shot. Is right. Kind of a meandering movie. Yeah, too. but the loved ones was so good, and this is so bad. Like, yeah. there's no other way to put it. It's just I just don't get the hype. If it's uh, what's his name? I really think it's just the dude. Um. Oh God, IMDb it here or something for me because I can't remember the, the guy's. Director? No, the star, the male lead. I really feel it's him. Um, that was Candy. I want to say, is it Ethan Embry? Is that the dude? Oh, name? is that who it is? Yeah, I want to say that's his. Oh, name. I do remember seeing him in the previous for that. He, he was, was really yeah, good Ethan, in Cheap Thrills. Ethan though. Embry. Yeah, I like. He's Ethan not Embry. a bad actor or anything. It's not his like modern grizzled yeah. Ethan Embry. But I you know? feel like that's the reason people are into it because I've noticed yeah, it, has it has a Ken Taylor poster. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, it just uh, it's one of those ones like a true and um, Cherie Appleby. Yeah. Wow. It has a total um like hype beast kind of thing behind it. Like people just going, Oh, this is the best movie. Oh god, it's one of the best horror movies of the year. So I'm like, alright, I'll give it a shot. I'm I'm always gonna be a you know, uh, objective, give it a uh, give it a chance and see if it's any good. And it's not that it's visually bad or anything, it's just that and I mean, I watch a lot of Italian horror, so plot isn't necessary, but it's just like, 
there's nothing really like, wow, this was what a feast for the eyes or, you know, something like that. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It felt like one of those movies where a, they like. You're not a feast for the eyes, a strain for the bowels. There we go. <laughs> was it really gross? Can we put that on the back of the Valerian shirt, please? <laughs> um, no, the, um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's on Netflix. It's, uh, it's short too. It's only 79 minutes, I want to say. That's barely. See, a movie. I like, I don't wow. like, like, yeah. And it felt like two hours. Movies. I don't like like super yeah. super grotesque films. No, it's it's trying to be like um like I said like the '70s style. Like trying to be, it's almost like it wants to be like a House of the Devil or okay. the Sentinel, right? But uh-huh. like then with like a little bit of a heavy metal influence, like the, okay. the father, the Ethan Embry's really into like metal. He's got like a Master of Puppets shirt. And that's where I feel like there's a ghost poster in the daughter's room. It just feels very oh contrived feel like that. Like, oh. like they yeah. tried Shades to shoehorn that out. part in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it just felt like it just got really like shoehorned in. And then the part about, oh, you know what it really is? I'm sorry. That was some coworker asked me about. I said, it's, it's trying to be the Amityville whore, the original yeah. Amityville. Because that's literally where its main See, inspiration. See, I do like a playlist of movies with ghost posters. Yeah. Lights out, the devil's <laughs> yeah. candy. Yep. All totally. right, we're on our way. <laughs> totally. um, and then the only other thing I'm going to mention real quick, just because I um, we uh, just sat through it again, is because I, I have had the Blu-ray for years. Uh, actually, not in one sitting, but pretty continuous. Rewatched the Lord of the Rings trilogy in Blu-ray oh, nice. for the first time, oh, God, and probably it's great, isn't it? It's still one of my favorite films so of all much time. Better than the Hobbit, but uh, it's yeah. oh God, like nights. Were they the course. extended? It's the extended version, which one you forget a lot of the great key points and scenes that were cut from the original one. Mm-hmm. You mean like but how um, Saruman just disappears. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> the mouth of Sauron is just so badass. And then, right. um, but there's just so many great scenes, like the like fellow, the, th- the, th- the first one where you have like the three trolls, or uh, yeah, the three yeah. trolls. The the first first one, I forgot how little extra content there is, in. and then in Two Towers it starts getting, and then the Return of the King, man, it feels like God. What was the original cut? There's so much stuff in this <laughs> right. movie, I barely remember, but. Uh, just still like one of the most perfect trilogies of all time. Yeah. Um, but I will say it is one of those films where, uh, unlike the meat of our discussion, the effects still hold up extremely well. Yeah. But I will say in Blu-ray as opposed to DVD that certain scenes, especially the very um, uh, Fly of the Nazgul, like the um. The Eagles, a couple of scenes, man. It's the contrast on the green screen yeah. is really choppy well, and hard to deal with. While we're on the with. topic of not, ha- are any of you guys watching Creature this season? No. no. Oh god, that's something I'm probably gonna. You guys need. Binge. It's one I'm waiting to binge. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And like, there's. I started season one and kind of fell off. Season one is kind of like prologue. Like yeah. you could actually. You've start talked a lot about like, season two, so yeah, it must be pretty good. Season two is yeah. super good. What are you watching it on? Uh, I'm watching it on a uh, season pass on Voodoo. Okay. It's also on the AMC app. Okay. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings thing, though, the funny thing is uh, I had all three of those at one time. The super deluxe, six DVD each. Yeah. The sets yeah, that yeah. came with the maps, and it looked, they looked like books. Yeah. And I spent a ridiculous amount of money on them when they came out. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, crap, I need food and electricity. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of my DVDs in and traded them in. 
with the thought that someday I'm going to get some of this stuff back. And that those were three that I really had a hard time getting rid of, but I knew I'd get a lot of money for them, you know, which I did at the time. Now I go to half price books and they're like ten ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. So that was a yeah. smart sale. For exactly. You. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I always look at them. I'm like, man, I need to get those again. And Although the ones with the actual items, like the Minas Tirith model and the uh, oh, the Gollum yeah. statue, oh, yeah, are yes. worth a fortune. Oh, yeah. And I lost two of mine due oh, to uh, uh, what do you call it? A water leak. I uh, had them on the ground unexposed, and uh, water leaked from my shower into my master bedroom oh, and sucks. just ruined the packaging. And then the statues are in okay shape, but. Yeah, they're pretty beat up still, though, at the same time. It's just such a bummer. I actually remember years ago going to Ross, of all places, probably in the late aughts, and them being like $3 for the deluxe set. And I'm like, five bucks. I'm like, I should have bought like 10 of these and just flipped them. I mean, I could have even back then probably gotten like 20, 30 bucks on each of them. But it's just one of those things. They were so bulky. And that's one thing I've had a major issue is I just buy two more... um, bookshelves just for my <laughs> deluxe editions yeah. not any other standards like we'll come back to that yeah <laughs> remind me when we start talking about spawn because i wanted to <laughs> sure say thing but that. um yeah so uh it, it was definitely uh yeah fun experience uh i'm not i don't have time for the 15 hours of appendices anymore but <laughs> one day i'll get back to it Retirement. those were different days when we had time yes to they were yes stuff. they were we were younger. How about you, Joshua? What have you been watching? Uh, I've also been watching um, horror films like you guys. Um, I watched this movie, Detroit. Oh, yesterday. I still need it's to see It's a horror that. film in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was it's actually, just a documentary of Detroit. It's not. I was, uh, yeah, right. Um, I was actually thinking about you while watching this movie, uh, Jasper, um, oh. Detroit, because I remembered uh, when we were talking about the uh, the Handmaid's Tale, and you mentioned like things like injustice, like kind of really, really oh, bothers yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. don't watch this movie, Jasper. Oh, like, um, But, you know, I was actually thinking about it while watching it because the, it, it is a very interesting film. It's very long. It's like two and a half hours long. And for anybody that doesn't know, Detroit is the new Catherine Bigelow film. Um, which of course, you know, I mean, fans of cult would have obviously know her as the director of near dark and, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, strange days and of course point break. Um, but then she's more recently, you know, she's done like these kind of like more real the films, hurt locker, hurt locker, zero dark, zero dark 30. 30. So Detroit's like new Bigelow, you know, it's not old Bigelow, which I, I, I really hope we get another old Bigelow movie at some point. Right. Um, but it is that kind of new, very, uh, you know, verite, um, kind. And, uh, it's, it's almost like three films in one, you know, it starts as kind of like the sprawling depiction of the, uh, Detroit riots in 1967 and how they started. And the end of the film is largely like a court drama where John Krasinski comes in randomly. Huh. Um, oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did see weird. that. I was, I, one thing, I want to point out that I did see the like poster for that, and it's like, right. wow, it's the only recognizable name. Like, it's an all new cast. Like, yeah, people well, I wasn't I mean, super familiar with. John like, Boyega um, is in it, you know, is yeah. a very main role, as is Anthony Mackie. Um, so, we do have Finn and Falcon. 
uh, both in, in the, uh, the film. But the middle section, which is the largest section of the film, is just a straight up horror movie. And, and it's really interesting how I was thinking about, like, this is multiple films this year that I can think of that have seriously taken genre influences and used them in non-genre films. Um, I was thinking of, of The Wall, you know, we, which we watched oh, earlier right. this year. Yeah. Um, and then I was also thinking about, um, also Dunkirk, you know, which uses a lot of horror tropes as well. Uh, but this film very much i mean it's just an absolute horror show um, which just you know very simply this is based on true story of during the uh, detroit riots there was a hotel that um, these cops thought that there was a sniper fire coming from and so the police officers like surrounded the place locked it up took everybody inside lined them up against the wall and were like who's doing the shooting where's the gun where's the gun who's doing the shooting and um you know of course these this is detroit riots these are all black people inside uh-huh. the hotel white police officers um except for there's two white women that were just partying with the guys in the hotel and when they see them these kind of super racist police officers just kind of go off and they're like you know they would probably maybe not even mistreat them as badly but they see two white women with them oh. um and it really sets these guys off and so um this is all based on a true story but just what happens inside that house is a hell house and i mean it's truly truly horrific and it's you know definitely one of the most gripping horrors that i've watched that middle section of the film um so and it you know catherine bigelow is a super effective filmmaker too nice um so yeah i mean i definitely think it's it's worth watching but it is harrowing you know know it was it's one of those films that like if you're going into it for historical you know film like probably you know just be warned like it's real real hard to watch and there's some messed up stuff that happens yeah i've heard um i've read some um reviews where i've I've actually challenged a lot of the historical accuracy of certain elements yes um in that they they kind of glosses over the actual civil rights movement that existed uh, I mean, before yeah exactly I mean, you're not looking at zero dark 30 is like uh oh yeah no right. i just i would really i would have hoped for and that's one thing that does bother me in a lot of films is when that i don't think you have to be super historically accurate but when uh-huh. you gloss over like a major part of um that struggle like that really is kind of like it diminishes that role yeah and that bothers me um interestingly but, you know and here's the thing well, I i'm not say, gonna go fully on like yeah, yeah. with like a lot of the way a lot of people are like oh you shouldn't go see this film because i've been super interested not only because of Catherine bigelow but because sure it looks excellent so i've it's been a really challenging film too. it is and what i think is interesting is it's i mean the film definitely has an agenda but rather than being like kind of too kind to one side it's really unkind to both sides like yeah, and that's that that's one well. thing i find is really interesting is that there's a lot of of just kind of like you know, these people, uh, you know, who are doing the riot are just burning down their own neighborhoods and they're not listening to logic and they're just doing some really messed up things to antagonize yeah. these police. But then on the other side, they show how the police are doing things that are way, way, way worse than you should ever do as a cop. And so it does kind of indict both sides yeah. and says, hey, Which you're is all probably pretty up true. Yeah, I think, to I, think reality. I think that's going to be a big conversation this year with like historic uh, movies that have historical context and like directors like you know the big one was like uh how sophia coppola's uh right yeah yeah got the big one because it's like oh it's a movie about white women and 
the post uh, Civil War South, and there's no black people in right, it at right. all. Yeah, totally. You know? It is going to be a big part of the conversation this year. I mean, I, I posted a link to this uh, article that film crit Hulk um, on Birth Movies Death did, mm-hmm. um, and he's this amazing kind of essay that he did about that whole thing and and his you know role in it and how he reacts to it and stuff like that. But it was um, super super good. I know. I read it. I mean, I I, I could see that as like being like the experience of some too but at the same time i also feel like part of it too is like it's the influx of a lot of critics who don't have like the like a proper context of things to frame it and someone like any new movie that frames an event they're not familiar with oh my god you guys this is amazing right yeah totally could be like well, you know, you don't know about the underlying issues here. That, yeah, yeah, and then afterwards for sure. you become complicit. Yeah, and I did have some, yeah. and, and it did spark some conversations like with people at work. But regardless, just I think as a piece of cinema, it's, um, you know, I would say that middle section is very, very gripping and harrowing mm-hmm. and, and worth seeing. Um, and then, uh, I also, I binged all of, uh, Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. Oh, that wow. came out already? Yes. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it did. Check that out. Yeah, it came out on Friday. Uh, they dropped all of it. So I binged the whole thing beginning to end. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's, I think that it's, it's really interesting. It's different. Mm. It's different than, um, either the film and, uh, First Day of Camp. It, like, kind of goes way more absurdist. Yeah. Which is saying something for a show that already has a talking can of mixed vegetables. Right. You know, like, um, but it goes even further. Um, but there's really just super, super funny stuff in there. I think that, um, you know, fans of, of modern kind of comedy, things like Rick and Morty and stuff like that, I think would, would really get into it. Uh, but there do seem to be a few writers um that are that are new to it i mean it's still you still have your michael show walter michael ian black you know that stella crew um are doing it but there's some new people as well but some really 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 funny bits and the last episode i just think is just freaking tremendous it's like such a a great comment on um just really everything i have storytelling in general super good um but then also i just wanted to mention i did go to zia right after recording to try to get myself my uh, Laura Palmer pop vinyl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you should, Any luck? <laughs> so you should have seen me going, I'm like, I'm so clueless. Like, you know, I've already established my feelings on pops. And I, I go in there and there's like, I mean, I'm like looking there's at this massive wall of pop oh, vinyls. Oh, yeah, there is. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know where to start. I'm like looking at all of these things. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. And then I go up to the counter and I almost feel embarrassed. Cause I'm like, hey, there, there's a pop vinyl I'm looking for, and I actually have to like qualify. And be like, I don't normally collect these, but <laughs> there's one I'm looking for because I can't find. Did it. you buy some other items like it was condoms, <laughs> like right. you were like uh, and this, and right? I'm yeah. totally thinking of uh, that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So, so he's like, oh, I can just look it up, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that. I I wasted so much of my life staring at this wall of pop vinyls. Uh, he said they didn't have it. None of the Zias had it. I. Ultimately ordered it on Amazon, um, which is fine. Uh, but I did see something there while I was there that was super excited. So I feel it was fated. Uh-huh. I feel like I saw this so that I could go to that Zia. Was so it a Valerian pop? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Those are on clearance at a Hot Topic right now. My guess is that everything Valerian is going to be yeah. on clearance ne- next real to, soon. Next so to the... Uh, what's going to be funny is a year from now, all that stuff is going to be worth bank. I know. That's why I'm going to collect it yeah. now. Because, uh, like I said, in 20 years, y'all are going to yeah. come around. My all-time favorite Hot Topic clearance item actually was the... Um, 
Tomorrowland Funko Pops oh, yeah. that I swear sat there for over a year oh, and a half. Dude, like, it's and so they were true. still there, and there I'm sitting there so going many like. Of them. They're still here. That movie made me so sad. Oh God, me too. Dude, the uh, the pop thing has got so out of control that the pops are coming out before the movies now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. saw. Um, it's well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I remember the Crimson Peak ones. It's so cool. I'm like, oh, I almost want. No, no. Uh, um. So anyway, the thing slope, that I did man. find though, um, uh-huh. was, and I've been lusting after this thing for five plus years, is the Super Seven Alien. Uh, glasses, the tumblers. Oh, nice. Oh, you know yeah, those yeah, are, yeah. So those, for yeah. people that, that don't know, and you can Google them, but they're basically, they look like old Burger King glasses, yeah. kind of. Yeah, um, that's cool. But, but they're alien, you know? Yeah. So it's like all the art and everything, but it's like of the, the, the alien chest burster bursting out of the chest and blood everywhere. Um, and I wanted these things. They came out in 2011. And I think they were like $50 new for the whole set of four. Oh, wow. And then they sold out pretty quickly. I see them pop up on eBay every once in a while. But they're usually like $60 minimum. Um, this was $40. Not bad. And I had a 20% off coupon, so I got it for 32 Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, That's I was, awesome. I was super stoked about that. So, yeah. It's the one on uh, – you went to the one on uh, University. On, on and, Mill. Oh, yeah. Mill and Southern. Southern. Yeah, 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 Mill and Southern. I was at that one about a week ago, and they had an Ecto-1 – the original like oh, toy nice, dude. and it didn't have anything with it. It was pretty much gutted and they still wanted 30 bucks for it. Even then I sat there staring at it going, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. Right. <laughs> the, Zia, um, Zia gets cool shit very often and more often than not prices it at like very good value. Very good yeah. value. Yeah. Well, cause here's the thing I see about that. So that it's like, it had a sticker saying pre-owned on it, uh-huh. right? Cause they probably can't sell it as new, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, but it was clearly like this, this box had never been opened. Yeah. Cool. Like these were clearly new. Um, so that's, that was super cool. Oh, I also did just get, in fact, it just arrived in the mail right before I got here, but the, uh, um, the uh, reanimator yeah. arrow. Mine, oh, mine's I got on. Yeah. mine in the living room. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited right for that. On. Although I'm pretty annoyed, man, because like the the packaging wasn't great. Like I got it like the it was like in one of those bubble wrap yeah. uh, uh-huh. mailers. Mine came like that too. And mine yeah. was like half like torn, and then there's like a crease on the actual like you know uh, not on the outside, thankfully, because that's kind of like a box, but like on the inside of the actual DVD thing, there's a crease. So now I'm like. Do I return it? Like, cause now I, cause I want my stuff perfect, but like, do I go through the hassle? Well, and then there's the worry on the uh, limited nature of some of those blues. Like that one, I guess, is already like close to selling out. Yeah, you might as well like contact Amazon now. Yeah. And then he'll probably just send you a label. Cause I, I I learned about something like that the other night. Like that I have this, uh, like Italian zombie 4K, uh, restoration of Dawn of the Dead. Uh huh. And I guess I was on a forum where I was reading that um, Koch Media is sending out replacement discs because there's a error on some copies of this. So uh-huh. I spent like a while uh, earlier this week looking up uh, the, the company that put it out, Midnight Factory, and they told me to contact Koch to get the replacement disc. Because even if there's no problem with my disc, I just haven't had a time. I'd rather have one right. now while they're mailing it out. Because I did that with Scream Factory when they yeah, had I was the just issue with say, Army of Darkness. The Army of Darkness wasn't the only one. They had like five or six yeah. discs now that they've had to replace. I've got stacks of them. Yeah. Like just stacks of envelopes with the uh, replacement discs. So if there's like one coat following a uh, tip for collecting, I would say if there's ever an opportunity that comes up for something you own that to get it replaced for free, right. jump on it yes. even if you haven't 
had the chance to check it out. And as an addendum to that, I will say this too, is it's it really varies, but like with Shout Factory, my um when I bought the Child's Play Collector's Edition, it came with the figure. And the figure was fine, but the box was damaged. So they actually sent me a new box. Yeah, um, which that's was awesome. really nice. So, you so had don't two be boxes? yeah, don't be afraid to hmm. ask for like because they don't they're not gonna send you the figure again. Right, and yeah, and, yeah. and don't be a dick, dude. Don't be that's people. awesome. Oh, no. You got yeah. two boxes because yeah. then you could put the box on yep. its side right behind it. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people I've seen too for their customized, they do the torn plastic yeah so it looks like it came out yeah like yeah. I, I love those customs but um you could like watch a movie and like get it just the exact same pattern that it tears out too. yeah, be yeah. Super well, about that, it. And then i can't believe that chucky deluxe figure was only 25 bucks pre-order the Seriously? ultimate one yeah is that is is that the one you said is like full size no, it's no, no, okay. no. So it's a regular oh, okay. figure, but it's, it's the like one with all the interchangeable figures. Yeah, so is it, it the one that has all the different all the heads? interchangeables? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I got to order that still. That's still available. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Getting that. I'm getting that, man. Yeah, there's um, but I will say, yeah, whenever you can get like the packaging and stuff, and I, I'm honest, I just always say if something came damaged, um, my friends at Fright Rags are really good about this too. They'll send you stuff if it like if it comes wrong, they they're always good on their customer service. But I had like. Funny enough, it was actually my full-size Chucky set right. came incorrect. So now it's the life-size box. So now I have two of them. One uh-huh. of them's damaged, but it's still kind of cool to be able to have the uh, yeah. both of them. You, you climb in there sometimes and pretend you're the guy. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I mean, to not be that fair, life-size. Like, like, like Chucky's box, right? <laughs> yeah, is damaged because yeah. she buys it off of some homeless guy in the alley. So in a so way, I have it's the screen cool. accurate yeah, one exactly. and the uh, collectors, right? Um, oh, on the collecting tip, I also did pick up. I mean, I don't know if you guys get anything cool, but it's always cool to talk about what you got. Like, I also ordered the uh, this uh, Black Mirror. Um, uh, it's this picture disc. Uh-huh. It's the Clint Mansell score for uh, San Junipero. Oh, nice. Um, which I know I, I I know you've watched as well. Have you guys seen that on Black Mirror, the San Junipero? I've never seen the oh, show at all. Sure. Oh, no, dude. It's, it's a good show. Yeah. Some I, of the I, episodes are better than others, you know. But I still remember I binged the season right away before Josh had watched it, and I said, oh, I already know what Josh's <laughs> favorite episode is You did. Be. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Isn't that rad? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you won't probably get it, but it's it's cool. It's cool-looking picture disc. Yeah, well, I love, even though, obviously, the sound quality on picture discs isn't as good. They're just the coolest yeah. looking things. I just I think that Me vinyl is one of the greatest, um, yeah, like subgenres. Yeah, it, it is a bummer that it doesn't sound as good. But honestly, I don't usually play my picture. Speaking of music, I just noticed Kurt Cobain's figure over there. Yeah, he's been edition? there for he's like been a there month. For a while. Has yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's I got my him, line I, of sight. Yeah, that's when you were talking about Zia. I was going to segue into that for a minute, but <laughs> I I got that at Zia for twenty four bucks. Sweet. Nice. Usually he goes for like ninety. Oh wow! Again, good, good, Zia good Zia's spy. pricing is is not shilling or anything ball washing. I really am. Sh- well, I already talked about with the Boglin that was like thirty bucks, and it's or twenty eight or something. With I also used a twenty percent coupon. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's insane. Some of the I stuff know that- it's a really good deal, especially when I go to CarMax to get my used car. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, I come home and make a great meal from Blue Apron. Uh, and you know when I get and when I get my I'm good hungry. deals, <laughs> when I get my good deals, does at anybody Zia, have any crisp, crispy barramundi right now? When I get my good deals at Zia, I sleep so well on my Casper mattress afterwards. <laughs> 
Oh, I was just gonna say we <laughs> should, so we should help Serena here. I wasn't paying attention. I was listening to a book on Audible. Audible, uh, you know, and if you put now in you code now, podcast, cult following. I feel like uh, get ten dollars off your first door. I swear to God, dude, that is the ultimate one. Though is Audible. It is. That is your it's YouTube been the most or like yeah, your um yeah. Oh, what's the ones that amaze me in YouTube videos is where they have like. It looks like a cam whore's Amazon wish list where it's like <laughs> 50 items and you're like, what? Like, you're shilling for this? Kills it's funny, me, too, how you can kind of tell, like, there's, like, different levels of podcasts that have, like, different sponsors. Yeah. You know, like, because, like, everybody hopes to get to the MailChimp level. Right. You know, because <laughs> that, that means you're on, like, serial level, right? Or, yeah. like, uh, this American life shit, you know? Because it's like everybody's like, oh, man, I wish I had MailChimp. And then, like, there's people, it's like some real low budget podcasts that you listen to. That's like they're big enough to actually have advertisers, right? But they're like, like real, but it's, real. Low but it's UHF stuff. and it's Spatula City, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, well, it's like a lot of other podcasts, you know. And it's like, you know, because some of them are networks, but you can tell some of them are just like really crappy advertisements for other podcasts. Yes, uh, it's awesome. I love pod. We're, we're, this is like the Wild West out here. You we're know? so meta. So yeah, uh, Z Records, proud sponsors of Cult Classics. I'm just shocked you guys year. didn't go into the full on like Wayne's World. Like it was like prime. It felt time like for that. that for a minute, but um, no visual cues. People sell out. <laughs> Pretty much. How about you, Victor? What have you been watching? Uh, you know, I I feel like I just I haven't been watching a lot of stuff lately, just because. Like, get the fuck out! <laughs> I, I've been watching the New Japan G1 Climax. Nice, which yeah. is very time consuming. What is that? That's so wrestling. You just if said a bunch of words know. that I know, but I don't understand the combination. But so, Climax was the most um, uh, interesting. So basically, there's this uh, huge round robin tournament in Japan right now. Okay, so pro wrestling. What are you watching? Oh, okay, that on? so this is uh, Japan wrestling. Yes. Um, yeah, it's badass. There's a few people who like stream it uh, right when it's happening off of New Japan World because nice. it it's like in Japan it's in Japanese time, so it's like at two thirty in the morning. Oh, okay. So um, a lot of times people will post that stuff on YouTube and then it goes away really quick. Yeah, uh, but it's it's really good because uh, you know they're making a big expansion to the U.S. and like a lot of their merchandise is in hot top, like the second highest selling T-shirts. Uh, I think three of the second. The second highest T-shirt in all of Hot Topic. Young is, Bucks. Yes. Are yes. any of these army of figures you have from Japan wrestling? Uh, yeah, over here. Oh, really? You yeah. do have some? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they're uh, well, they're they're guys that are in WWE you now, yeah, like Finn Balor. Guys, you know. Oh, cool. Well, so they're like, like lucha, like or yeah. There's that, a lot of like lucha guy? guys because because they trade off, like they do talent excursions. Yeah. So it's like it's this weird kind of apprenticeship system. They, when they start them off, they're called Young Lions. And they kind of have to, it's like a tattoo thing or, right. like a, or like a sumo thing where they spend a few years like building the rings and like, uh, you know, getting food for all the other wrestlers and stuff. And You're then after a, a couple of years, they're sent off to Japan or not to Japan, to Mexico, usually to this other company called Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. And then they develop a character there. And then when they come back, they have like about a year or two where they're kind of just developing their guy. And that's when they get a big push. Yeah, you know, it's so like the biggest guy in Japan right now is this guy named uh, Kazuchiki Okada, the Rainmaker, and he was wrestling in the U.S. like five years ago, and he was basically a super low car guy in like the southern promotion called TNA, and now he's like the John Cena of Japan. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you can see it, Josh. If you can see the wrestling figure right in front of you, 
that's got his hands like this. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm looking at that guy all the time. That's actually, yeah. uh, that's the Japanese version of that action figure, and it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, this is a Japanese a- action figure. That's like a $100 action figure it's right there. It's a $150 action yeah. figure. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, it's the $150 But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is in WWE now. Yeah. yeah. Along with a lot of it's other really guys. Cool like figure. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I like buying toys from Japan, so I started learning more about the context and stuff, and it mm-hmm. made it a lot more fun. So I wa- I've been watching that. I but- think I could actually get in the. There, I think there's some kind of block I have because like there's just I I just will probably never watch American wrestling ever, mm-hmm. and I just can't start and I won't ever start. But I think I could probably watch Japanese wrestling. Yeah, well, it's like funny too because most of the big guys have gone from in in WWE the fa- past few years have all been from Japan. Right, that's yeah. like where you go now if like W you have to be big in Japan before WWE will sign you to something. Because it's like got that much presence now, right? And you spent a lot of time in develop. It's like literal the developmental cycle that Victor was talking about. Like they'll, they you know, your time in Japan, your time in Mexico, your time in you know OVW, your time in any like yeah. training. It, it's basically. very weird because like in a lot of ways, it's almost like following a comic book. You know, it's like oh, you start reading this comic and like oh, and then it gets like this cult following because usually in Japan, like. The characters that get over enough that like people want to hire them in the U.S. are like super weird characters. You like, just said cult following. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when they say the title of the movie in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then you watch them like oh, like there's like right now I'm really into this stable over there called Los Ingobernables del Japón. Oh, his pronunciation is so good. Do you speak Spanish? Yeah, I do speak Spanish. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, it's a spinoff of a Mexican stable in Japan. So everybody in it is like a Mexican. Like it's basically, you know, like like John Cena was really into rap, right? So in Japan, they're really <laughs> into being lucha guys, even though they're Japanese. That's so they're awesome. thugs. That's so it's awesome. super weird. I gotta say, that yeah. sounds cool. But yeah, I've been really, I've been into that. I've been really watching Preacher a lot, which is super good. I've been watching the last, it's the last season of The Strain right now. Oh, I really have to watch that show. So you're saying it's the last season. I think I'm just going to binge the whole thing when I can watch all of it. Is this four? Yeah, four. Four, yeah. Yeah, they already, if you've read the books, the apocalypse already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just jump right into the last book. They've changed some stuff. Um, I still think the biggest problem that show, if if you read the books, is like, um, uh, good weather. Good weather is still too much of a central pussy on that show. I hate him so much. Um, but he, he, if it's like the books, he's going to meet the end he deserves. So, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, they're trying very hard to make you care about characters that are terrible. Yeah, and that's kind of why the show didn't last as long as it should have, really. Um, but Preacher's gone super good. Um, I've been like really on watching shitty movies lately because i want to start a thing on a cult following where i review shitty movies nice and i watched one the other day called amelia 2.0 oh my gosh <laughs> and, uh, it's one of those movies where it has a bunch of famous people in it who clearly need money oh really like what like ed begley like, jr oh nice. great basically playing evil steve jobs you think they p- paid him in electric cars so regular yeah. steve jobs then yeah <laughs> all right good to know <laughs> that almost sounds like a skinamax movie uh, yeah and uh, Kate, with ed begley jr who's like in tons of random shitty movies. i just saw him in something he like was in a film i don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was but it's just crazy to see him still in movies it's like Oh hey, yeah. Yeah. So hey. this movie's basically dude. about like this married couple. The one dude's a cop, and his wife's a school teacher. And then she starts like having like cerebral hemorrhages or whatever. Uh-huh. 
So she's dying from this disease called locked-in syndrome, and she's... Oh, it's yeah. like the future... That's the worst. Yeah, it's like the future where, like, you pay through credits, you're trying to get grants to for medical uh-huh. care or whatever. And it turns out uh, Ed Begley Jr. runs this, like, mega company, and uh, he's been developing this technology. It's like about, you know, like a trans... It's like uh, that Johnny Depp movie, Transcendence. Uh-huh. So, like, they want to uh, scan her brain and put her into, like, a robot of herself. There's, a, like, an Outer Limits episode that was, like, super similar to this called Replica. Okay. You know, and then, like, basically all the dark turns of technology. And, like, I, can, I can't name all the actors in it, but when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, it's that guy! Yeah. And that guy! There's and that, lot, guy. that guy! Like, literally, tons of character actors. There's, like, a... Uh, Is this Dick Miller in it? No. But, like, guys you recognize <laughs> from, like playing politicians oh, and stuff god it was chips that i saw man oh, no. I, was, I was trying to look here dude ed bagley jr has been in movies for almost 50 years yep. his first film was 69 1969 the lottery it's like oh, first short film. that's crazy to think though i'm sorry, sorry i hate to interrupt i'm on sorry that, you but... had to remember that you i just yeah, remember I know. that he was like a tv actor mainly saying elsewhere what well, well he, was that also, what he was on yeah he's there is some he's on some episodes of the linda carter wonder woman show as like a guest wow. actor and like the love boat and shit you know so I was like, mm, okay. well, let's what not forget it? his crowning achievement, Transylvania 65000. Oh, yes. I was also going to say the Homer to the Max episode of The <laughs> yes. Simpsons is yes. always one of my favorites. But it's one of those things like, oh, no, is she really human or is she a robot? Uh, and then technology's gone awry. Does so what was the soul? release of but this? Was it this just came actor? out the other day. It's like on VOD. I was like, this. Was this it a. Uh, literally, I was like, this poster looks stupid. Let me watch the trailer. <laughs> oh, shit. This is could be pun- the next inconceivable. It's just, a, is it pineapple? Apple Express, where he plays like the dad, Ed Begley Jr. I think so. Okay, I think yeah. it is. And then like, somebody... like James Franco's or, dad. No, yeah, or no, no, no. Oh, it's some. And anyway, yeah. anyway, it's driving me crazy now. Anyway, sorry. Go but really... yeah, it's just one of those movies where like nightmares. You know, they don't have a huge budget, so they throw in bad like homebrew special effects. Like nice. they're on the like elevator, and there's a clear panel, so they put and there's lens flares everywhere. I'm like, yes. Give me so many lens flares, I go blind. <laughs> you know, I they're going into a building, was... and they clearly CGI the name of the guy onto it because it's like you know, like Fringe, where there's the letters. Yeah, you know, so they totally did that, except for like the one instance where you can literally see them move because the shot jumps. Amazing, <laughs> that's funny. So, but it, it's like, it, yeah, it felt like I'm watching like a stage play or something, but like they threw in tons of like. You know, like, oh, let's make this look more expensive than it is, but makes it look even cheaper, you know. Right. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, I, I yeah, I've just been watching, like, TV shows. Oh, the new season of Difficult People started. Yeah, I've been dying to see that. Oh, it's I really love that funny. show so I'm much. kind of, the first episode is kind of, like, bummed on because they've thrown in some absurdist stuff. Like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I was telling Ruby, like, oh, they're Kimmy Schmitting it up. I don't know mm. if I like that um. so much. But then they dial it back a little bit. Like, there's some stuff in there that's still stupid, like, uh, she's a therapist, and it's, like, Trump's America, so it's gotten to, like, shit. So, like, right. they're getting stuff like, you know, the Mike Pence D-gay kit, and <laughs> America. You know, they open it up, what's in here? Oh, cans of Coors, the Hangover Trilogy. Oh, this wow. will make you straight, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, take, it's, take, drink three of these and watch this in the morning. Yes. That's pretty so, good. But it's it's super funny. I watched it. The first three episodes are up right now, and they're really nice. good. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching lately that yeah. I can think of. Yeah. 
I'm just really disappointed that you're doing a shitty movies instead of your like well, I expected to be like Victor's thriller killer corner where it's gonna be like your picture superimposed over the poison ivy one and then it was just gonna keep going on a Nicolas Cage movies and like all the uh fucking uh the crush movies oh and God, stuff oh you were God, gonna Victor. watch. I was still hoping for one of those <laughs> no, this no, no. week. I thought this was gonna be like one this of those. This is so uh, funny. There's a total like long running like major storyline gag, which is a total lampoon of obsession movies in the new Wet Hot American Summer. Oh really? no! Yes, it's so good. Like, and I mean, it's like what I'll just tell you. It's uh, Alyssa Milano is in the show, oh, and funny. she is a regular character, and it's a whole parody wow. of that whole thing. Wow, and it's. So awesome. I'll have to check that Which out. Which is funny because she was in one of the Poison Ivy movies. I know. Movies, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. new seduction. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, well, since we're on that high mark of cinematic achievement, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Embrace of the Vampire and other I time. was about to say, <laughs> I was going to give a clue to everyone. If you want to see the, the young Alyssa Milano boobies, Embrace of the Vampire Man, is the movie you, to get. I was not into Sam on Who's the Boss, so when she turned into like a B movie like Nicole Egger right. new chick. Right. Like, Why would you want to see Alyssa Milano naked? Yeah, no, you I've, know, I've got me, I've got friends that are like, like obsessed. The tomboy from Commando, right. like that girl yep. naked, yeah. really? Right. And then I even started watching the Outer Limits show, and of course, I was like, oh, she's naked on the very first episode. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Awesome. I, she uh, plays like an alien succubus. It's really <laughs> like. What was the? Oh, you know, one we haven't even talked about either. Speaking of her, is Fear. Oh, Fear? Is no, she she's in? not in Fear. She's That's not in Fear. Was that Fear? Spoon. No, yeah. no, yeah, she, no, she's and the good friend. good old Mark Wahlberg. Oh, she is the she's friend. She's the friend. Oh. Ooh, point Kirby. Uh, I know. I didn't oh, deny you're it. right. I know I, them titties. <laughs> I know them titties. Come on, man. That's her next more of I know them titties. I know them titties. That's um, Mark Wahlberg is great in that movie. He is Dude, great. that's yeah. the movie where that, they, they no. cut the German Shepherd's head off and yeah. shove it to the doggy door. I know. Door. We, that, all, we all need to get spoilers. matching tattoos that say Nicole forever. Oh, my I know. God. That would be yeah. amazing. Well, I still, like, I'll text and I'll say, like, the number four and EVA. And, like, <laughs> and, like and, that, and nobody knows I'm making a reference to that movie, you know? <laughs> I um, still think the best reference to that movie ever was, like, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. where Dennis gets married to uh maureen uh oh god i don't remember her last name but it's always like this really long name and then she's like oh yeah well if you don't tell your friend to leave i'm gonna call the cops and say that you beat me and then she starts hitting her chest and him and him and uh, mac are like what what's going on here it's like dude dude she's doing the fear Fear!" (laughs) (laughs) that's so good you know we could almost do an old forgotten mark Wahlberg movies episode yeah. this is the second time because the other one was that one the happening no the one that josh had brought up <laughs> christ please with the, the lou diamond phillips one yeah the big hit the uh, big I, hit I picked yes that movie up by the way i picked that movie up at zia records nice zia one, records. Near one near you <laughs> Um, the, is that uh, the one with China Chow in it? Yeah, yeah. She's, she is. Man, she looked good in that movie. You know which one? She's dressed like a like a schoolgirl, yeah. but she's like totally like of age and everything, so it's wow. not creepy. So it's okay. It yeah. was funny <laughs> thinking about when we were talking the West Craven episode about Shocker. Uh-huh. I actually thought of the first Power. You were thinking of and then there was oh, oh, that's Lou awesome Diamond movie. Phillips and yeah. Jeff Cover. Yeah, and totally. I always think of that. I and just remember when when it, when it, he goes into that ugly girl cop. And he's uh-huh. like her for most of yeah. the movie. And then there was also Fallen with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah I love Which is Fallen. also the exact same. Time. 
He's on my side. Yeah, yes, that was it is. Yeah, that buddy. was good. Elias Coteus on all our other shirts. I that's said. It. That's going to be a whole do line Elias of shirts. It's Coteus very episode. weird to me, the career of Denzel Washington, where he starts off as a prestige actor. Right. And then in the 90s, he turned into like a B-movie action mm-hmm. hero. Then he became a... Virtuosity, like a pre- baby. Prestige action <laughs> hero again. I'm like, what happened? Did you just like, right. I'm going to slum it for a few years. Yeah. I'm and then I'm going to do, and then the I'm gonna 90s, do training man. day. <laughs> Somebody asked yeah. me, they were like, oh, you know, like, you know, you like any of those? It's like the... um shows like the criminal minds and csi it's like oh no i mean I, all i ever knew was the bone collector that's it that was the, that was the best bone one ever collector. and then it literally and what was that like almost the same year he did the hurricane yeah. that was like his prestige yeah. Uh, yeah, walk yeah. back and, up uh, was uh oh never mind that was morgan freeman I don't know what you yeah right. but he still does that because he's doing, no like, morgan he's, freeman is b movie proof he's like yeah, in every fucking he's like the, well he's the michael kane you know, of course, we still have Michael Caine, but he's just like, I'll do any movie. Just right. pay me. me just yeah. pay, pay me, me, bitch. I was thinking, what was I'll that? I'll be, oh, God. That, what was that? The Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd movie. What was that? Kiss the Girls. Kiss yes. the Girls. Yeah. Which, yeah, amazingly, the they were, I had somebody I mentioned, Along Came the Spider. Which is the sequel to The Bone Collector. They're yes. All, they're all Are a they? trilogy. Yeah, Bone yeah. Collector, oh, I didn't realize Bone Collector. Because I, I know Along the Kiss the Girls Spider. and Along Came a Spider. Along Came a Spider. Because Morgan Freeman plays the same character in all of them. Yep. Wait a minute. He's uh, he's Alex Cross, but yeah. he's not in Bone Collector. I don't think is he. No, no, no. It's that not is Bone. Denzel Washington. It's Denzel Washington oh. and Angelina Jolie. I think it's just it's, those it's two. just it, Along Came yeah. a Spire is actually the first film, uh, or it was like the first book. It's James Patterson. Yeah, it's the James Alex Patterson. Cross thing. Yeah, the one yeah. that uh, what's it? Tyler Perry yeah, exactly. Tyler was Perry the one in the Cross. Yeah, exactly. Which that I was still it. feel yeah. they should have had like Morgan Freeman do like I remember my younger days. <laughs> Which I always think though, man, did Tyler Perry kill it in uh. The Gone Girl. Oh. So good. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, Medea, Boo Medea, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. I mean, well, shit. Here, here's what's really funny. I've heard a lot of people talking about, like, if Boo, a Medea, Halloween part two does really good business, it's uh-huh. probably going to open up the horror comedy thing again because uh, horror comedies mm. don't do well but boo medea halloween apparently made a shit fuck yeah but i here's the thing i don't know if you can actually look at that as any kind of trend because tyler perry movies exist in a universe unto their own well, like tyler also, perry they, movies are gonna also do good appeal to the urban audience well get yeah, this yeah, yeah. Horror movies. get this so, we know, were sure. of scary movie there. we were at an amc theater i think it was to see the second ouija movie yeah ouija 2 the whatever and because it was out the same time as that Tyler Perry Halloween yeah. movie, and there were people in line getting turned away because it was sold out. Oh, there yeah. were no seats oh, left, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, Those that's make crazy!" Bank, yeah. bank, like there's, I mean, it's 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 insane to me that that market has not been catered to more. I mean, I think that frankly, you know, you can look at, I mean, if you're going to call it, I mean, the black audience, I mean, just look at Get Out. Look how much money that thing oh, made. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like weird too, because I remember huge. when Hollywood Video and Blockbuster were still around, constantly they would have tons of straight to D. Like, I mm-hmm. I wish I still had some of them, like Vampires. Oh, oh I had yeah. that. Yeah. I totally yeah. had that. Ones, yeah. Or they're all those like clown, you know, it was, it was Killjoy. Like, yes, Killjoy. Killjoy. Yeah. Right. They yes. were actually all full moon. They also had Crips. Crips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those I, were all. Full I think moon I still own them. Line. I remember. I like, still the own Blockbuster those. that used to be on Hardy and Baseline. Mm-hmm. Not even a lie. Like had ten copies yeah. of Vampires. It's no, really it's interesting. That, um, this was actually brought up specifically by Jordan Peele in his um, in his commentary for Get Out, and he says that it's like this commonly understood thing amongst African Americans that it's like 
they're huge horror film fans and film yeah. fans in general, but they see so little representation. Yeah. And that's one of the, the things that he was kind of trying to do with Get Out. But nice. he's like, it's crazy how much th- that my people love horror films, oh, yeah. right? You know, and that's just emblematic like, of that. What was that? That Snoop Dogg one? Bones. Bones. Yes. Oh, shit, dude. I yeah. remember. And don't like, forget uh, Snoop Dogg's. Uh, so when I lived in Southern yeah. California, the Hollywood video I would go to a lot is like was in Wilmington, mm-hmm. California, which is like by the dock, very Hispanic and right. like black. And the 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 Hollywood video, I'm not even gonna lie, had like thirty copies of Bones yep. when it first came out, yep. and they didn't have a copy exactly. in stock for like yep. weeks. They also actually had the Full Moon ripoff, which was the horrible Doctor Bones. Yes, <laughs> which, um, yeah, nice. there was there was some amazing nice. stuff. But well, let me ask: Did you guys actually see Crips or Vampires? Uh, I remember I actually was going to rent. Did you actually see Bloods versus Wolves? No, I've seen the box for that. Yeah, no, I I think I rent. It's kind of like a rip off of Blade. Yeah, no, they're horrible. They're yeah, yeah. they're horrible movies. I own both. There's of them. a zombie. <laughs> there's a zombie one too. It's called Zombies. Zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with a Z. Yeah, yeah. it ends yes. with a Z. Double Z. Yes. Awesome. No, I would say Bloods versus Wolves is my top one out of all time. Uh, yeah, That's awesome. And then I will say that um, Leprechaun, both In Back the to the Hood and uh, Back yes. to the Hood, are the two. Uh, unbelievable like it's it still cracks me up to this day like, awesome but uh yeah I oh would... there's like one more thing i wanted to say because i remember while we were talking i just gotta like double check this really quick uh, i will share in the interim that when i worked in a video store in the 90s like the two things that made a ton of money was the mary kate and ashley olsen tapes oh, and the other was the um children's films actually made most of the money besides the porn it's an interesting dichotomy, but um, <laughs> one of the ones that Charles Band made a ton of movies, not just like the Puppet Master films made a ton of money, but all those other films, but it was actually, Full Moon had an imprint for family called Moonbeam, uh-huh. and they made the Pre-Hysteria series, Oh wow! and those were actually some of the top-selling VHS tapes of wow. the uh, the 90s. And they also had a couple other series, but they would make all these weird ones, like when Dragonheart came out. If anybody remembers that, yep. of course, even though they made like five, sequels. even though they made multiple sequels, and to talk about bad CG, yeah. but they um did a uh, one called Dragon World. They did all these movies where it was basically like uh, a lot of it was puppets and you know all that, yeah. like because of Charles Band's love of puppets, his poor man Jim Henson style. But mm. he like literally. Though they made just an absolute fortune from those, it's it's. I mean, I can't begin to imagine. Is there that, a Charles Band documentary yet? Uh, I think there. There is. is a documentary with him. I actually reviewed it on the site. It's um him and Roger Corman, who is okay. is like you know obviously he apprenticed under, um like a lot of the other people who have, and it's unfortunately it's just a really like straight interview. Sure. And it's just not very good because it's more about that, but. I will say if you're interested in Full Moon and its predecessor, which is Empire Pictures, who made Reanimator, Ghoulies, uh, endless movies from beyond all the Lovecraft adaptations, all the Stuart Gordon, Brian Usna films, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Well, they're all Stuart Gordon, but uh, oh God, his name is Ed Naha, the guy who wrote Dolls, and he wrote a lot of the other scripts, is called Empire of um, the Bees, and it's uh, on Full Moon's website. It's a book. But it's really well done. Like, okay. Very exhaustive um, nice. history of it. It's been out of print for a couple of years. It just came back in. I would buy it now. I think it's like thirty bucks or one of those full moon sales where they're they're like right. every yeah. few months buy it because it went out of print for a while. Like that Return of the Living Dead book. 
and it was going for like two, three hundred dollars easily. Jeez. Wow. So um, it's definitely nice. one worth uh, checking out. Yeah. Awesome. You find so, what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. So the thing I want to talk about it, it, before we get into the media topic is, so I don't think a lot of people are aware of this, or some people probably are and just haven't really realized it. But um, Dolph Lundgren has carved out this weird little empire of straight-to-DVD movies he makes. Right. <laughs> and he makes apparently millions of dollars because he, like, owns all the movies he makes. He directs them and produces them and everything. And they're, they're fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a few of them. And over the course of the last year or so, I've noticed on VOD, there's all these movies that keep popping up with this chick named Amy Johnston. And this chick, Amy Johnston, is, like, a legit stunt woman. She does okay. stunts for, like... Deadpool, all the X-Men movies and stuff. And she's kind of... Dolph Lundgren's been producing all of her movies. And she did one a few months ago that I watched. And it's it's fucking terrible. It's called Lady Blood Fight. That's such a great name, So Lady Blood Fight is a (laughs) female-led ripoff of uh, Bloodsport. Okay. Where nice. she's Jean Claude Van Damme. And but there's taller. a Kumite. I like how it's not it's, called Lady Bloodsport. It's, yeah, Lady, yeah, Blood it's Fight. Lady Blood Fight. But originally it was called Lady Bloodsport. Okay. All right. Right. And, you know, this. You, you, it, I noticed after a while, it's like, God, I'm seeing copies of this movie at like Walmart all the time. It's like this little empire that started building. So on VOD the other day, I saw a trailer for this movie called Female Fight Squad. Oh, <laughs> all right and i'm watching the trailer for it and it's totally blood father you know it's like uh you know dolph lundgren is like uh you know he's been arrested for a murder he didn't commit right and he has two daughters and the one daughter can win hundred fifty thousand dollars by going to this underground fighting tournament but you know she needs her sister who's played by amy johnson to train her and her team of female fighters so they can enter. It's, to it's totally. It's like King of Fighters, where they they enter the tournament as a team. So right. they have to each of them progress a certain way. I'm like, oh my god, this is totally like a ripoff of Bloodsport and King of Fighters, right? You know, and I'm watching it. And like, I, I looked online the trailers. Oh my god, I love Amy Johnson. All her movies are so cool. And there's like a whole like internet subculture of people who are like super into these movies right so this movie originally was called female fight club so all (laughs) this is basically she has all of her movies are basically asylum type of other other movies and i found the original poster for female fight club and it's the ufc logo but with two f's Wow. So it got shut down on two different fronts. That's funny. But it's weird because, like, I ended up getting Lady Blood Fight, like, when it was, like, I think three bucks on uh, Voodoo. And I'm like, man, I think this movie's really boring. Like, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's, like, fight scenes where they're, like, super choreographed and shot weird. And there's not, like, really any nudity. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, it's like, I don't know. What's really the draw here? So, like, what I'd like to ask people who are watching these, can someone please explain the appeal of, like, the Dolph Lundgren, like, Amy Johnston action movies to me? Is it just, like, you want canon to come back in some form? (laughs) Or is it just, like, oh, sweaty chick, look at her butt. I don't, I don't know. You know what I think it might be for some people? It's like, it's like the same reason that, like, I 
<laughs> like movies like Valerian. Yeah. And like and even like movies like Paycheck. Yeah. Like I like Paycheck just because it's like set in the near future. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for future shit. Yeah. You know, and so like you probably have this like this huge group of like a very specific people that it's like they just love like Van Damme movies. They love like yeah. kind of shitty. It, it, and then he, and then Joshers whips out his dick for the Gattaca Island oh. double feature. Seriously, look up the oh, poster yeah. for this Dude, movie. I totally, I totally bought the island and loved it. But yeah. Gattaca's amazing. Look, look but I love the, the island. For this movie, Female Fight Club. Because she's just like front That's and center. And it's I just kind of like... I gotta see it. Yeah. No, I just like how we had, end up having it a looks tangent like, on hey, another subgenre. Me and my sub-genre. friends are doing a photo shoot to make our own movie poster. <laughs> this uh, is this is the subgenre right. episode. Hang on. And yeah. One of the subgenres is Spawn. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I'm going total camp here, and I'm seriously going to do this next uh, for the next episode. I'm going out, and I'm going to buy a bell, one of those, uh, you know, like at the hotel, the concierge uh-huh. bells. Totally. And uh, every time one of you fuck says Valerian, I'm going to ring that bell. <laughs> you just mark my words. And it's going to be a stick. Totally it's turning it. into a stick now. A stick. A a sh- wait, Dolph yeah. Lundgren's in this movie? Yes. <laughs> he's her father of course that, he is that you know in the trailer he said oh here's this is why i wanted it to to talk about this the trailer is totally the old school movie voice guy oh no. oh nice yes, oh, it's Mr. Like, her father that's fantastic arrested for a crime he didn't commit there's only one way to set him free <laughs> amy johnston Dolph Lundgren, right. female fight squad. Oh, so Didn't good. that guy die? It sounds just it's, like him. Yeah, it's but not the on. guy from Grindhouse either. Really? It's totally, yeah. It's, I mean, you, people could do that voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, people can imitate Michael Jackson. But it's weird because you never hear that anymore. Yeah. You right. never yeah. hear that, that anymore. I think after, what do you call it, the Tropic Thunder, people are like, no, we're not yeah. going to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I, just, um, I also think that you can't, you can't easily intermix that with like slowed down versions of old songs yeah that are like sung in like a wispy tone and i would yeah i would much rather have like that guy instead of (laughs) yeah exactly like we'll have to do the ultimate trailer cut where it's like (laughs) in a world where joshua kirby victor and jasper (laughs) never saw valerian (laughs) we live in a yellow submarine You know what? Actually, one I thought of. Hello, submarine. I I thought of instantly. Hello, submarine. Was the um, zero zero dark thirty? Nothing else matters. Oh yeah. Rated R. (laughs) If you like slow motion and even slower hit songs, cult following. Cara Delevingne's eyebrows have no hope of escape in podcast the movie uh, i was ready to ding <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing it i'm totally doing I'm, it i'm doing it ah uh, she's the only celebrity encounter i hope so i can fucking yell eyebrows mcgee at her because <laughs> i swear to god and when i found she was a model that hurt even more yeah but i will say on equal pain scale was um dolph lundgren um taking over jason statham's role in uh in the name of the king a oh, dungeon God. siege oh, wow. tale yes, number yes. two. Um, is that also did you Uve Bowl joint? End up in the Expendables. Is that U- yeah. Uve Bowl? Yes. Yes, they Amazing. are all Uve Bowl joints. Which also, you want to talk about another genre and a Fry's Electronics Blu-ray special <laughs> all the time. When you mentioned King of Fighters, was the amount of like, um, 
like all the King of Fighters. I mean, like I didn't realize I never even saw there's DOA. A Tekken movie. Yeah, there's, there's a Tekken, a Tekken movie, movie, and it's horrible. But there's Dragon Ball, Tekken, King of Fighters, DOA. Um, there's a couple other ones that I can't even oh, remember. Oh. But like way lesser, like yeah. old um SNK titles that also. By like, the way, <laughs> the, the main girl in Sadako versus Kayaku, um. I kept looking at her going, man, she looks so familiar. Who is that? Who is that? I finally IMD beat it. She was in DOA, the DOA movie. Yes. Oh, <laughs> when I go into Fry's Electronics and they have Samurai Showdown, that's it. That, <laughs> that I know my life will be complete. About yeah. the DOA movie. Not the fact that Kevin Nash is fucking <laughs> It's the fact Jamie that Presley? it has Ryu Hayabusa in it. And he's just like the biggest pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same one from Ninja Gaiden because it's the same character. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, so terrible. Not cool. Speaking of terrible movies featuring martial arts champions, dun, let's dun, talk dun. about Spawn. He was a man. Spawn. He was a man. You once. didn't think we'd do it, folks, but here it is. Oh, you dared us, and we did it. Now, here, here's the fun part. Like, a couple of us went out of our way to watch Spawn, <laughs> and a couple of us, namely me and Josh, uh, did not. But Phoning I it in. Spawn. <laughs> At least 15 times. Yes. So I can totally run with this. Dude. I went to go see Spawn. I saw it at like one of those sneak previews uh-huh. that like the back in the day before you could actually, um, you know, just, I don't know, get like passes through things like GoFobo or press yeah. passes. Um, you know, you used to have to do the radio thing, right? The radio, they would like, first they'd have call-ins, but then either the radio or the newspaper would say, Go to like Earnhardt Ford on Thursday morning. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. That. You know, and so you'd go and you'd get those like long rectangular pieces of cardboard. I, miss those. I do too. You know, um, so that's how I got my spine. I was so stoked for Spawn, and I went there and I'd been listening to the soundtrack because I think the soundtrack came out like two weeks before yeah. the movie. So I've been listening to that soundtrack. We'll talk and, about dude, the weird soundtrack. Totally, see. totally. So yeah, I mean. I mean I I I did not rewatch Spawn, but I'm just saying I got Spawn cred. Okay, so don't hate me. Um, I wanted to, but it didn't happen. Here, here's what I'll say about Spawn, man. When this movie came out, I was hardcore into Spawn, and it was 1997. You guys, yep. this was the year of the two. And best, actually, is the, the month two, here? It's August 20, two, 1997. The two best comic book movies I had ever seen up to that point in my young brain batman and robin and spawn both came out that summer oh yeah <laughs> i was like dude this is the best summer dude. that's the thing well here's the thing like in the 90s if you don't remember this or you weren't there or you were too young or whatever if you, you were for the summer for i was gonna say well the thing is if you were a geek of any kind in the 90s spawn was like the top tier of like fandom Anything Spawn. It was comic books. It was Toys. action figures. Todd McFarlane was king uh, at that time. They made the best toys. Well, like, yeah. I think yeah, he, he made... upped at the, the toy game for yes, everybody. Yes, he did. The movie yeah. Maniac's line, especially for like horror fans, but all of his cult figures. I mean, even all the the music. I mean, everything. Yeah. He, he changed it. But, I mean, for me, the whole thing with Spawn was like Jasper's you know, capturing the time period was... Marvel and DC were like dead for me. Yes. I wasn't interested anymore. Yeah. Like Image, Valiant, 
uh, the DC Vertigo, oh, yeah. like they that's were, what I cared about. Yeah. And then like the all the small imprints. The indie titles were were the indie companies were taking over. It was awesome. Yeah. So at, Wild so Storm. At one point, <laughs> yeah. So at one point, you know, it became clear that there was going to be a Spawn movie. Yep. And we were all super excited about it. You know, we saw the clips of Spawn with the giant cape. It's, I was trying to find. I had a wizard that uh, before the Spawn movie even went into production. Uh-huh. They did a whole two-page thing about who they wanted to play. Yeah, who. I always you remember, remember that. God. Yeah, I, I, remember I that? used to remember those because they were the fantasy casting on yeah. them. Yes. yes, was so fucking stupid. Like I remember, like the X Men movies. They want the Danzig would make the perfect Wolverine. Oh my god, I remember the yes. freaking Danzig one. Yeah, dude. you know one they did really good though is that Rucker Hauer as uh, Magneto. And yes. I thought that would have been good. I remember that too. I yeah. actually always remember the first one. I'm I'm pretty sure it was the first one was Spider Man, and it was John Cusack as oh Peter Parker, wow. which would have worked in the 80s. Yeah, right? in the yeah. 80s, this but was, at the time, this was yeah, 91 exactly. or 92. Yeah, yeah I remember late, that. Yeah, exactly. but I, yeah, I think I have the Spawn one somewhere, and I was trying to figure out where it was because I wanted to see it because I couldn't remember. I remember who they had cast they, as what they said. Denzel Washington should be Spawn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right back to Denzel. Yes. Hey, he would have knocked it out of the park because he's. But this is Denzel, one of those things but... where I think when you saw it, you thought it was so amazing because there was such a hype behind it, and because you had never seen anything like that before. I, I remember watching this movie, and when you get into how this movie starts, you—that's when your bar starts <laughs> to be adjusted. It's like, yeah. So the way Spawn starts, it is a ton of cgi oh yeah riddled flashback scenes which you could tell they cut a shit out of a ton out of this movie and they tried to make it work and they have nicole williamson who played merlin in excalibur and who i am 100 percent sure was cast only because of his voice and this was actually That's totally I, him. He's Cagliostro, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes he is. Oh, I had and no this, idea yes, that was Merlin. This, you and know this, this, is, was this was his last, last movie. film. Yeah, I was like, God, that is sad. Even Raul Julia, man. Like, uh, that's, yeah. You're totally going on the Raul Julia tip yeah, right exactly. there, man. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because like Nicole Williamson is not phoning it in in this movie. No, not He's at all. He's actually really trying. And right. This is one of those weird things about this movie. Like, Michael Jai White, who plays Spawn, and Nicole Williamson are both really trying. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just, like, the, the voiceover yeah. just sounds epic. It's like, Spawn, leader of Hell's army, yes. betrayed by Malbolgia, he sold his soul. Uh, which is also the great Frank Welker. As the voice of Malbosia. We'll, we'll get into Frank. I wanted to talk about that. No, yes. no, but it, but it is interesting how many people, though, that they did cobble together for this movie. Like, this is one of those, it's not even the fantasy casting, it's really going like, what the well, you fuck know, were you I thinking? Forgot, like, I forgot that Melinda Clark was in this movie. I didn't. I totally forgot about it. Who played? I'll tell you one. Julie in one of my favorite movies of all time, Return, Return of the Living Dead, Dead Three. Yes. I'll tell you one thing, and this is something I noticed because I was a geek, and at my at the time, my brother was really into Power Rangers. Oh right? no! So uh, there's a season of Power Rangers. I think it's either Time Force or one of those where uh, the villain is this character named Astronema, and you guys can look up a picture of Astronema so, so you can back me up on this. Uh, Astronema's costume in Power Rangers is a Halloween version 
of Melinda Clark's costume in this movie. Wow. It is the exact same costume down to the o- to the gauntlets with knives on them. Joshua can't Google fast yeah. enough. He has <laughs> to know. <laughs> is that is this So yeah, thing? so look that up. Yeah, look yeah. at the costume and now look up Jessica Priest Spawn. Okay. Got it. All right. I'm going to do this in a different tab so we can go back and forth. Yeah. Uh and when I, it's, it's like one of those things, like, you know, um, in, in Star Wars, one of the bounty hunters is wearing a repurposed Doctor Who outfit. What? And, yeah, the, the, the one with the, like, dragon head. That's like a, like a repurposed old Doctor Who. Which, costume. which Star Wars? The, the, the one with the bounty hunters with IG88. It's the, uh, Bork or, I don't remember. It's Oh, uh, um, oh, you're talking about, um, I know what you're talking about, but God, the name is totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm I, saying. It's just, wow. uh, it's it's the same exact costume. So just so you know, like Bosk. Yes, Bosk. Bosk. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. darn close. Yeah, but I'm doing, the, I'm doing, I'm doing like screen screenshots <laughs> so that I can actually do like a side by side. Yeah, it's a Halloween costume version of the exact same costume. So there you go, folks. Power Rangers taking their clues, <laughs> cues from nice. Spawn movies. Now the other thing we mentioned so we got, like, early like, on, like. Like this? No, no, no. That's not it. Is that not the no, one? I'll show you. Okay, that's all right. It, it's it's okay. interactive. Um, Thankfully, it, we're not trying to trying to download this in 1997. No. For those of you back to you in like eight hours. For those of you googling along at home, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. This is a Google along podcast, guys. Presented is, by Zero Records. We're at the cutting edge. <laughs> Presented right. by Zero Records, so, which you could Google. There's this costume. Okay, got it. Right. You see it, right? Yep. Which yes. is the priest costume? Yes. Jessica Priest. Yep. Mm-hmm. For those of you following along at home, yes, I know them titties. <laughs> right. She also played uh, Velasca in Xena Warrior yeah. Princess. Yes, that's not relevant to our conversation. I'm trying to buy time while you're googling yes. because the audience can't see you googling. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm trying okay, to avoid the audience dead is air. googling along. For those of you googling along. Just listen to the sound of Googling. Hang on, check this out. Google right along. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super close. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the, that's crazy. The way you know is the gauntlets. You couldn't see it in that yeah. costume, but she has like a gauntlet. No, that is here. directly lifted. Yeah. It's that's this is the Halloween. Lifted. The sexy. That's pretty yeah. sexy for yeah. Power Rangers. Sexy wow. Power yes. Spawn villain costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what that Amazing. also just makes me think about was Witchblade. Yeah. And the fact that an actual oh, show man, was made. Yes. I mean, that's like the same era as Spawn. Yeah. Talk about yeah, a show was, you can pick yeah. up the whole the whole series probably for about eight I, bucks I, somewhere. I think I, you can get it from. I might you can get it pretty cheap. Or thought about getting it, but um, here's what I was gonna say. So, a big reason why this movie got made is because the people in Industrial Light and Magic were really. In, I, I I was really into this movie, so I remember a lot of the production details. I'm not IMDbing this shit. Um. We're really into it. So they decided, hey, we're going to help put up some of the money so you can get this made. Um, and, you know, I think the company that put it out, I think it was Warner Brothers, was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, it might. I think it was New Line. New, yeah, yeah, New I think Line. It was New Line it. Yeah. yeah, it was New Line Cinema. They helped bankroll it, too. But one of the reasons that uh, they were able to get ILM to help is because director of this movie, Mark A.Z. Dupay, <laughs> <laughs> was a special effects dude. He designed okay. special effects and they're like, hey, give our guy a shot. He's never directed anything. 
what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, you know, McFarlane's like, I'm an artist. Visuals over everything. Go for it. And have you met Martin Sheen? <laughs> yes. So, aside from the fact that this movie had a first-time director who never directed anything but just did special effects for a living, this movie has some of the weirdest casting yeah. decisions ever. Yeah. So, the young, evil businessman, Jason Wynn, who's in charge of Spawn, was played by Martin Sheen, who basically poured, dumped a bucket of shoe polish on his head. Yeah. <laughs> like he's and playing a character who who should be Charlie Sheen's agent. Yeah, and he phoned yeah. in every single one oh, of his God, lines. Yeah, chewing the scenery. Oh my gosh! Now, I and I don't want to seem like overly negative about this movie because, you know, like I said, Nicole Williamson and Michael Jai White, who I'll talk about in a minute, were very much trying. The other person who was very much trying, probably the only reason we even remember this movie. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. He steals yep. the movie. He, he steals this entire movie. Wearing about 200 pounds yes. of makeup that make right. him look like a four foot tall midget. Yep. Yeah. Crouching around Good the stuff, whole time. man. Yeah. yeah. And don't get us wrong. We love this movie, but that doesn't mean it's not horrible. No. And, it's and absolutely awful. But it, it. But the thing is that it does have its, it does have its positive points. And John Leguizamo is number yes. one. Yeah. Because he... That he whole just, scene in the truck response chasing him on the motorcycle. Yeah. You talk about pre-Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. He's Absolutely just hilarious. Amazing. It really is actually funny yeah. and frightening in a lot of yes. ways because the makeup is so good. Even now, that's that's yeah. what's amazing here. Is that they, makeup holds up. If they it had does. done the suit. He would be a completely CGI character now. It that holds up, way, oh, it yeah. holds up way better totally. than the Which, by the effects. way, after seeing the Death Note trailer, you really see it now more than ever. <laughs> like what? No, I mean, like what Victor's saying is, is that like the CGI sidekick or something that just seems Seriously. impossible. Mm-hmm. They would just throw him they in. They should have just was... put in. They should have just put a Willem Dafoe in makeup, dude. Like yeah. that would have been amazing for Death what's, Note. What's super weird about this movie too is uh, John Leguizamo made this movie in between making William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge nice um yeah right in the middle of those two movies it's like i'm gonna play a giant obese <laughs> clown yeah and it somehow works because like, i still it. think like wasamo's best role was probably in william shakespeare's romeo and juliet he played oh Kimmel. yeah i really like you know what i actually think his best role was mm. summer of sam oh yeah he was, he was good in that, in that. Yeah. which he made right after Moulin Rouge. Yeah. i thought you were gonna you know? say too long Fu. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> weird because like i feel like the late 90s had like this very long... i thought you were gonna say the pest but hey we all got <laughs> our own <laughs> he, oh, don't forget he was this very long he was in string of, like also. john link was yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. like supporting roles. Yeah. And this one he's just like it's weird like I, I i get the feeling like he was riffing most of his dialogue you know, like sure. there's a part where he's watching the little girl and he's dressed up as a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part. And he, and he's like, I wonder if it comes in my size. He's got that in my size. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then she, and he did, just does this weird cheerleading routine. Yep. And that's such a cool my second character. favorite cheerleading routine besides that. Angie Everhart and Bordello of Blood. Oh, boy. Two, four, six, eight. You can watch me masturbate. masturbate. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, and then they've got Michael Jai White, who was a world karate champion. And you know what? He delivered his lines better after he became Spawn. Because he had that whole scene before he became Spawn when he when they blew him up. Yeah. He's like, 
That town is full of thousands of innocent people. No, you're, you're giving, it's, like, it's his lines like, that town was full of innocent people. Yes, you know, that's like it. That's it. Yeah. I'm clearly reading this off a right? note. Yes. I'm done. I'm not going to kill people right? anymore. You right. know? Right. It's like, cause this is a thing you pick up watching movies. All right. Uh, when you act in a movie, it's not like when you're reading. It's not like, what are you doing? You can't kill all those people. It's stuff right. like, kill all those people it's like this weird whisper thing i feel like i'm in that scene in in uh in Mulholland drive all of a sudden yeah, welcome yeah, to yeah. the actor's studio with victor marina <laughs> but that's all that's all acting is it's i actually weird... thought it's gonna be more like an snl sketch or <laughs> yeah. somewhere he's like the uh the uh, michael j white j white the michael j white school, no. school, school of well, acting and, and then weird. you and but then you can totally, you gotta be naturalistic totally... man you gotta be naturalistic as hell yeah. and then you can shatner it <laughs> wait what are you doing what? you can't kill all those people. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Jasper has a point. When he has all that ton, all the tons of makeup on, like, it must be painful for him to talk with these really weird yeah. contacts. Oh, yeah. And he's just, like, straining, and it sounds right? way more I mean, painful. in a weird way. I mean, that was like, also the pre, uh, you talk about uh, uh, Heath Ledger. It's like the pre uh, Batman bear voice. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Simmons. And I think that a lot of actors, I mean, I mean, most actors I will mean. actually be the first to say this. Is that it's it's actually easier when you have all that makeup yeah. and stuff because you get so you're so un yourself like yeah. you get to be able to get lost in a character. I mean, I've got a pretty strong acting background and I can 100 percent say that's true. Yeah, like the more makeup I have on me, the more free I feel. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm sure that must have been very liberating for John Leguizamo. Yeah. But yeah, no, he he's he's fantastic in the film. I I do. I mean, I do feel a little bit, here's my only complaint with it, is that as a big fan of the comics, which I'm sure you are as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, it didn't feel like like the clown from the comics. Yeah. And that's kind of the issue that I have well, with it. I feel like in my mind, the clown from the comics is like this weird id thing that never really, like, right. the one in the movie to me seemed like a more, a cooler character. Yeah. So here's the thing, and I can't help, when I think about uh, the Spawn film, like, I can't not compare it to the animated series. Oh yeah, the animated series is a million times. Yeah, better. and I mean, and yeah. it's like speaking I mean, of which, I'm, I saw Keith David's going to be at Son of Monster Palooza, yeah. so I'm like oh, wait, super is psyched. That, where's yeah. that at? In uh, uh, Burbank, yeah. we'll be going out oh, my to. God, it, I want to go. Yeah. I want seriously we'll grab me want, an auto or something. If you I need it. seriously want to meet Keith David, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. so bad. He's like one of my. He's faves. very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It, it, it. But yeah, that's one of those things. Keith David, Spawn. That's it, that, dude. You, that, and I also feel the clown too. Yeah. Like just the way he was like more sinister. Yeah, you know, and and kind of soft spoken. Yeah, you know, because he's the violator. You, you know, know what's really weird about the Spawn animated series actually seemed way more horror than the movie did. Oh yeah, even the way like when he dug up his own corpse yeah. and arms fell off and there were maggots writhing in yeah. it. There's none of that in this. And movie. there's just right. totally like I mean, it's it's seriously. I mean, he does, like but it's just like like way too. This much. movie was PG thirteen. It needed wasn't to be R. Yeah. It, yeah, it was PG thirteen, and I think that yes, you absolutely nailed just something yeah. super important about what is wrong with this film is just that it was trying. This well, is this not was a, a PG movie, a comic book movie in like the Schumacher era. Yeah, it's true. Movies like everything had to be an origin story. I remember at the same time there was like a Vampirella movie that was PG thirteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it's just like there, there's a lot going on in this movie but basically it's like it tries to do like this version of the comic book origin and like just to sum it up for you basically spawn was a military officer named al simmons 
who uh, at one point was betrayed by, uh, you know, his command, and he was killed. His soul went to hell, but... Uh, he... Oh, can we can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole shot of him going to hell is a big cylindrical fiery thing with him falling down through it on fire going, Wanda! <laughs> and the great part is... They do it twice because then they flashback it and they show it again. Wanda! They, they do flashback it. Again. It's amazing. I will say this too because you can find it on YouTube. And I remember watching this when it first came out. Siskel and Ebert reviewed this movie. And Siskel was just like, this was a piece of shit. How is this even a movie? And Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs up. And he says, the visions of hell in this movie you've never seen before. It's like a Hieronymus Bosch level that's, of yeah, hell. I remember, that's incredible. I that and actually. completely inaccurate. I, like I remember watching and I was thinking, well, it's cool that Roger Ebert likes it. Because even back then, yeah, I was like, yeah. I trust the fat guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was definitely. like, uh, it was like I remember thinking that hell you know hell looked like a fucking video game it was horrible it was horrible it was terrible and the worst part of it wasn't even melboja who was who was terrible and never moved and never moved his mouth and this was before they masked they knew how to do hair and this was one of the Uh this was Uh actually a stepping stone for them learning to do hair this and jumanji were how they learned how to do hair right yeah and then but it was all the little hell spawns yeah Yeah. like and they were all like clearly on like the same loop of like Yeah. and they looked like up. they were raving yeah. that was the best yeah. part you could add so, the you know, soundtrack actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. show the, the, the thing like you know apparently basically he lands in hell and it's like uh, you know Malboja starts talking and it's Frank Welker doing like death metal Megatron who and also he was the voice of Fred from Scooby Doo which yeah. is awesome Death Frank Met- Welker is the voice of everybody. everybody. Yeah. Like I would say, next he was to also Mel the Blanc voice and the Cobra Commander, and he was the voice of um, um, Mars Attacks. He did all the um, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, Mel Boge's voice in this movie is like, look, I don't know if you, I could even do it. I'm sure K- Kirby could probably do. It. Like, if you lead my army, yes, yeah, I will let yeah. you go back to Earth <laughs> and meet Wanda. And then, yes, and he did yes, Wanda. I will lead your army. Send me back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. That was the exact line. Yes, I will lead your army. Yes, that's anything exact- for Wanda. Yes, that's totally the line. But I remember thinking, <laughs> that is not what Malboja sounded like in my head. It's totally like, right? Frank Walker, devil, now. If you go back to Earth, I will eat fruit roll-ups. You know who you sound like? <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> You totally sound like the chick from Night of the Demons. Oh, probably. The main oh, chick. Oh, awesome. Angela. Yeah, yes. he does have a she little t- bit. He totally sounds hey, you're like doing that. pretty good. I'd have to like, I'd have to read the script like um, Michael <laughs> yeah, okay. White to probably do it right. But I actually was thinking, no, Cobra Commander was Chris Lott because he was yeah, the one who did yeah, yeah. Starscream as well. Yes. Not not to point it out, but just because he's the other like big heavy in the yep, '80s cartoon right. series because he did so many that um, I will say on an unrelated note. When uh, Starscream dies in uh, in the Transformers movie, I don't think I've ever cheered so much. In a movie. Right, That's I true. remember actually being sad that Megatron didn't kill him. I mean, I guess Galvatron is Megatron, yeah. but that's still like one of the best like death scenes ever. Right. Because you know Megatron had been dying to do it yeah. for years. And, you know, Galvatron is like this isn't a coronation. This is bad comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, something of, of Spawn that I think we like we just we have to talk about because I think it's one There's of the most so important parts. 
parts of Spawn, the film, is the soundtrack. Yes. Um, because, I mean, that is... It, so it was really interesting in that it's the, the same entire... people who produced the Judgment Night soundtrack. Right, right. Which did really well. Correct. It was like rap and rock. Yep. Exactly. And they thought, hey, let's try something like that. But, New but metal one, and it was electronica, like, Yeah, basically. exactly. It was like metal and electronica. Or like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, some of it... I mean, well, first of all, I mean, you have songs like, I mean, there's Marilyn Manson in the sneaker Yeah, yeah Long Hard Road. Which was all, the ultimate so uh, fucking celebrity death match. Right. right. He, I mean, truly, I mean, he tore into Do them. Do you guys remember the video for this song? Yeah. Where Vaguely. he's completely naked and he's doing a tuck job. And it's <laughs> oh, like oh this God. really weird, right. like, he, he, he's like supposed to be like an Asian, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, geisha. Geisha. Right. Yeah. Geisha. And he's totally like. You know, it's just it was just the weirdest video. I remember. The '90s man. Yeah, <laughs> I bought it actually because I was a huge corn fan at the time. Like, well, yeah, I, uh, well, of both varieties. Dude, speaking but... of corn, that's like prob. I mean, I don't know. I have two favorite songs, but uh, "Kick the PA," Kick the PA. which is corn yeah. and the Dust Brothers. Yeah, who I mean, and I just got to spit about the Dust Brothers for a second because I'm a huge Dust Brothers fan. Like after they did the the Fight Club, uh, you know, score obviously. Yeah. Like, I became, like, Mr. Dust Brothers, and I sought out, like, everything the Dust Brothers had any hand in whatsoever, yeah. which, I mean, they've only produced a few albums, like uh, Paul's Boutique by uh, Beastie Boys, um, uh, Odelay by Beck, um, but then they also did, uh, like, random things, like, like, Mbop. They produced Mbop by yeah. No way. Yeah, Are you serious? Totally. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Super crazy, crazy things. And, like, they produced, like, this uh, album by April March, who's, like, did that Chick Habit song from Grindhouse. Oh, I remember um, that Yeah, song. you know, so, yeah. like, they're super, like, like esoteric producers. But so when I saw Korn and the Dust Brothers, because that's, like, a big deal. I mean, yeah. the, the Dust Brothers, they don't work that often. Like, they're, they're all of their stuff can be you know collected on probably like 20 discs right mm. like everything they've ever done mm. and so for them to do this corn song i was like this is so freaking cool I'm not even a huge corn fan but i freaking love that song yeah. yeah yeah i remember this this soundtrack had a much bigger life than the actual movie itself yeah like they were doing videos for it like you know almost like six months well later. i remember i seem to remember like um and i might just be making this up i don't know but i, I seem to remember them pushing the soundtrack when like the the video for spawn when it came out on vh when they released it on v- yeah. coming tuesday on vhs and also get the soundtrack yes right. no that's yeah. totally true yeah and it was spawn the movie and spawn the album yes yeah. yes yeah. exactly yeah but that was also the era in which like a soundtrack was still a soundtrack I mean, because scores were not. I mean, scores oh, are yeah. bigger now than soundtracks are. Well, it wasn't until like the Crow that like, it was the oh, Crow, shit, yeah. the Crow we, we, soundtrack. Yeah, Crow, yeah it was Natural will... Born Killers. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Lost Highway. Yeah. That Natural Born Killers soundtrack is so good, dude. unbelievable. But that, Trent Reznor that, too. Trent Reznor. He was just one yeah. of those guys where once. Well, forget I mean, Trent Reznor. That's the that's the soundtrack that introduced me to Leonard Cohen. Oh and hell yeah, me my too. Life forever. Me too, man. Me, but me they too. were um but no i mean i think that was that like having somebody who was big like yeah and that was i mean obviously the downward spiral of air of nine inch nails yep. well, ne- there'll never be anything bigger right um but i think that like with the whole thing like i said this was the summer of electronica like era this is like i mean i was just looking at like 
I mean, like the Prodigy, I think was probably the biggest band oh, also yeah. on this album. soundtrack. Yep. Yeah, they were. But I also remember like the weird, like the digital hardcore era with Alec Empire and Atari Teenage yeah. Riot. They did right. a song with Slayer. Yeah, that was like, good stuff, man. Yeah, that, that whole era. Was so the other really, so really good. into Atari Teenage like, Riot. Another one that was huge too in this era was the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be yeah. one of the top ones, yeah. which had. But everything well, Tracy Lords to Napalm Mortal Death, Kombat like right. is what convinced them to uh, use electronica with rock. Right? Yeah, I mean it was just yeah. insane. There were so many, and there were bands on that one. I'll never forget. Like Mortal Kombat was uh, Mother's Day Out. It was literally like one of those bands that like they were in the movie doing the song they had, yeah. but it's like, like <laughs> it's just insane to think that they literally had that one song and they like never really did anything else that right. I'm aware of. A lot of bands that there was a time when you could literally, or you can make like a career out of it, like you could be like a Lisa Loeb, like where you literally <laughs> just got lucky enough to be in a soundtrack. Well, yeah, and, there's a few bands that I swear to God I only know because the soundtracks, like Machines of Loving Grace. Oh, dude, like, the Crow, man. Yeah, the Crow, yeah, and also really my life good. with the Thrill Kill. No, 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 but yeah, they yeah. were no, all straight I have, up. The, uh, I have full uh, TKK of is yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, no, 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 but I mean like bands that got introduced that probably are heavily. Oh, you know what? Yes, I say it's Johnny Mnemonic soundtrack. Right. I was yes, gonna say. Right. Uh, uh, KMFDM, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, was, believe it or not, from the Bad Boys soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. The first time I heard KMFDM. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, that was weird. It was this weird thing where, like, oh, and all those songs are in the movie. It, it's like mm-hmm. they went out of their way. It's true. And it's like the Metallica song on there wasn't that good, but that one was very Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to say, I saw Metallica, and for all of those listeners who care, no, I didn't get pissed on, but thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for your concern and care. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny, though. You like, bought the ticket. About, you got um, pissed on. Like, I, uh, no. I just uh, should have been last lost. Week, I rewatched Lost Highway, yeah. um, you know, because I'm on, you know, kind of a big David Lynch kick right now. Perfect job. And, uh, yeah, and so, right. Well, so what's the first thing you think of when I say Lost Highway? Nine Inch Nails. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's yeah. part of it. But <laughs> in terms of the songs. Perfect Drug. Perfect Drug. Yes. Yep. I swear to God, that song's not in a movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Like, I was like, wait a minute. There's Here's no a fun drug. fact. I want you, everybody listening, you need to look this up on YouTube. There is a Nine Inch Nails, Taylor Swift mashup of Perfect Drug and Shake It Off. I've heard it. It's really and good. It's amazing. Yeah, they it's they super did a really good job. You don't think it's going to be. No, I but it is. Yeah. The and and there's a video, and yeah. the way they did it, it totally makes it look like he's an obsessed stalker of Taylor Swift. Oh, right. It's hilarious. Whoever yeah. did that one of the party and bullshit in the usa uh that one is unbelievable <laughs> and the um there's also the jay-z brand new one which absolutely kills as well like the mashup thing goes into the t fury territory <laughs> but i really do enjoy some like there's works, some really works. creative ideas yeah. there just but, a um, side note yeah i just the, you know that and that's really what spawn was was just trying obviously a lot of new ideas that and a lot of i mean tired old hat but yeah. it's like but what did you expect when studios were like hey this is what we want of course just as they always do yeah. well it's a very product driven and co- movie. and like, pre-comic toys, book movie era. i like, thought it was the the one thing about this movie that i kind of for because i hadn't seen i hadn't watched this movie probably in 10 years when i watched it last night so i forgot certain things there are certain things you always remember but i Kind of forgot how much Spawn gets his ass kicked in this movie. Oh, he never. He wins. spends the entire movie <laughs> getting his ass kicked. I'll say all the CGI fights in this, none of them hold up. None no, of them no. Do. 
And whenever the, they try to make it a big deal and the clown turns into Violator. Yeah. And I'm like, turn back into the clown. You were scared right. before. Right. But I will say that Violator looked way better than Malboja. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by like a million miles. Yes. Well, yes. I think, too, they also built an actual puppet, puppet. of the Violator. Yeah. So it's not just like CGI. Mm. Yeah. Look, can we talk about the toys real quick? Because yeah. uh, I went on. That's ate, like a whole episode that's on the TV. Well, yeah, this is the thing is, I started up. thinking about. How much I wanted the Violator toy when it was out, but I didn't want to pay full price for it, and then I missed it, and then I could you couldn't find that or Mal Malboja was the big one. You couldn't find the Malboja anywhere. I didn't for, like either of those toys for under a hundred bucks. Yeah, well, I really I, wanted the Violator one, but they were I always really Violator. Violator looked he, cool. He, I always he, saw he fell over all the time. Weird. Yeah, I he, jumped he on. Well, up. here I jumped on Amazon today. Spawn toys are super cheap now. Oh, if you're yeah. into Spawn oh, toys. Yeah. You can get Violator for fourteen bucks. Malboja's twenty. Yeah. The full size hundred dollar yeah. Malboja you couldn't yep. find anywhere yeah. in the late nineties. Yeah, Todd McFarland twenty stuff didn't bucks. Hold anybody yeah, the well, mall, I think the problem except was the movie maniacs in Arizona, and the other things. Yeah, he had the, where, the big warehouse. And yeah, he, he closed down his warehouse store and then the big retail store. He like blew out all his inventory for like nothing right so it's super easy to find now yeah. well i went seven or eight years ago i want to say it was 2009 or 2010 when he still had the store at uh westgate yeah. and i just remember being like hey man like i was really excited i'd never been to the store and i was like hey man where's like i kind of came for all the movie maniac stuff and he's like oh shit man i'm really sorry like um he lost all the licenses so we couldn't actually sell any of it. So if you bought anything, you just got it for free. What? Like, yeah. So he was like, he's like, and we happen to know some of the same people from Syracuse. Dude, I so literally he was like, like feel he was like a Syracuse hardcore right? kid. And he was just like, dude, I would have given you like three um, Jaws oh sharks like for free, That's... man. If I had known that wow. you were that into it, like you oh, knew this wow. person. Yeah, we would have given like, like I would have given you this or that. And I'm just like, you <laughs> 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 I'm like. I, I, it, and then I actually remember too, the one thing in the store at the time was he was giving, basically they were giving away Halo figures. They had lost yeah. license. And now oh I'm going, gosh. shit, I should have gotten all those for but free. See, right. the they were worth it. The funny thing is, the, the Funko Reaction Jaws set that sometimes I have out on displays mm -hmm. a million times better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Than, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't even about that. One. It was at that time. You know, the, the movie maniacs, I had just started collecting them. Yeah. I mean, I, it was only about 10 years ago that I really started getting back into like horror and horror collecting and stuff. And a lot of the items were, you know, it was just hard to find outside. Even with eBay and everything else, it was just like, you know, like I remember with the McFarlane figures, I always had to find the ones that weren't yellowed to death. Like oh, if you yeah. want them in the package. And then but if you, it's almost pointless keeping them. Like all the plastic turns super yellow, yellow, and all the figures does. fall off because they're too heavy yeah. to be on the I mean, card. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've I've still got uh, a on card uh, the max. <laughs> yeah, but you um, take care of stuff, so I'm sure you're. Right. You know what I mean, like where it was say, my to my spawn's holding up pretty but, well. But I also have an yeah. out of package max too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I've got but yeah. One I, for display I honestly I found myself because I was on Amazon today looking because I wanted to see and. uh Couple things on there, yeah. I wouldn't mind grabbing just because it'd be fun to have like a it, violator. It's weird. Too. Um, the girl spawn action figure, I always liked. I always liked the way it looked. It looks um, better in the package. Once you get it out, you're kind of really, yeah. So yeah. Man, the biker are... chick one is cool though. Yeah. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'll try and find a picture of the one that I have. Um, I think it's called Deluxe Spawn. Do you know which one this is? It had like giant wings that came yes, up. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Light, yeah, uh, the the light up eye green. Um, That's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, like. 
the light still totally works. Oh. Which I'm thought, sure, like, because you've got, like, Martian uh, girl over there from Mars Attacks. I bet she still goes, trust me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Those those freaking batteries last forever, dude. Well, they don't make anything to last anymore, but in the 90s, they still did. Yeah. You know? But it's it's like one of those things. I used to know someone who had a uh, one of those Frankenhooker VCR boxes. That or VHS boxes, it still worked up until like ten years. Don't ago. Don't say who it is, because Kirby will kill them for it. No, it's not anyone in Arizona. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Road yeah. trip. No, it, it's one <laughs> of those things where the, the honest part is, is now that there's been so many better figures, kind of like Victor mentioned, for so many titles, like um, like the Pumpkinhead. It's a cool figure, but I have the Soda Toys, like yeah. eighteen inch yeah. one. I'm like, I'm good. I, I don't ever really need I have this. the movie Maniacs one. That's pretty cool. It's, it's a great little figure yeah, for really like nice its figure. scale, but. Oh, no, I yeah, remember that's that. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's, yeah. A, that's uh, the third Spawn figure. Spawn yeah. Three. I do remember having that the, the um, manga Spawn in the fish tank. Somebody gave that to me as a gift. I honestly have no idea why, and it became like a white elephant thing that you know my really circle funny? of friends just kept giving it that's to each funny. other. Take a look at that manga spawn, and you'll be surprised how much it looks like one of the uh, Pacific Rim toys. I'm sure they would actually go together. Wow. What, the Jaegers? Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah, now I think about it, but I just remember, like, somebody bought it from, I think, from Toy Anxiety for, like, 20 bucks or something for me. And then I try to sell it back to them. They're like, we'll give you 50 cents. And I wanted, like, store credit. And they were like, no, it's going to be 50 cents or a buck. Yeah. And it, I'm, it's not right on them. It's it's literally that's how worthless that yeah. figure is now. And that but, was only a couple years. That's so funny. Well, just to get back to the movie really quick so we could. No, it's time for Toy Talk. <laughs> Let's you just wrap, 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 wrap I didn't mean really to quick. derail it. But. No, no, but, it, it, but like both that with Josh was saying about the importance of the soundtrack and you, uh, Jasper, mentioning the toys. I mean, it just kind of was the McFarlane Empire 20 yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah, it was. And that was a huge thing. I mean, and. People wanted comic book movies. They wanted, it's kind of like Victor was saying, like, you get Batman and Robin, you get any, you took anything you could get at yeah. the time. Like, and the thing is, is that Spawn, no, it doesn't hold up, but it has become that, like, cult classic movie you do want to, like, watch with people. Right. And it's just become, totally. like, it's relegated to the same <laughs> mid 90s, oh, yeah. mid to late 90s yeah. hell that all these well, other it's, movies are. It's one of those 90s movies where the plot really doesn't make any sense if you really start to think about it. <laughs> because the whole thing is. They're like, trying to get him to kill Wynn. They're trying to kill Why didn't him to they kill just Wynn do it? So he can start the end of the world and they've been financing Wynn all along. So the whole thing is like. Oh, you know, you should get this device and hook it up to your heart. That way, if your heart stops, stops. it releases all the chemical. Yeah, the world shit. will end as soon as you die. So, because it has to be spawned specifically to kill him, doesn't the devil have nine million spawns down? Just right? bring up three right now and kill him right there. Right. One, it's so funny, the way Clown presents it to him, and then Martin Sheen gets this look on his face, he goes, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, who in their right mind would think it's that was a good idea? in the woods, like, let's <laughs> split up. No, let's stay together. No way, let's split up. Yeah. 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 I love the... um. But just a quick aside, the surgery scene always cracks me up like a huge amount. Are you ready, Mister Wynn? You know, it's yeah, like you're yeah. not like looking at it. It just it looks they so just, ridiculous. They just bring like, that little robotic arm that goes yeah right, right into his heart. <laughs> so here's another funny uh, Todd McFarlane assholeism thing. So you know, we were talking about um, you know Mindy Clark playing uh, yeah playing this girl priest. So in the comic books, 
Spawn was actually killed by a character named Chapel, right? Who was created by Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, and because they didn't want to bother trying to get the rights to De- to uh, Chapel, they just came up with another assassin character oh, with a religious theme. That's name. funny. Poor Rob Liefeld. Poor Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Sure <laughs> Dude gets no respect. But what's, it's just funny. So, Deadpool, man. Yeah. <laughs> The funny thing about the whole thing is, like, basically, this character Chapel is basically black evil cable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? It's true. He's got the skull on his yeah. face. And yeah. yeah. So it's just like, yeah. it just would have been like, because this that's weird what race Rob Liefeld likes to draw. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but it's a weird movie. The fact that, like, oh, you know, the, the whole point of the movie is Steven trying to find redemption. Demon trying to find redemption, and then they, there's a tacked on little kid, you know. Yeah, right. Right. We need a little kid character, and it's Miko Hughes, you know, Gage from Pet Cemetery. Yes. Oh, it is. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. <laughs> when we talked about the new is. nightmare thing last yes. time. No yeah. way. He's oh yeah, com- no. I told oh. you he's he coming the for you, Josh. Ubiquitous <laughs> child actor. So, so basically, he's spawn side. Wait, is he on. the kid in Home Alone too? No, no. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he has a he has you know their dogs. Uh, Spaz. Spaz. Who has like a comically oversized dog bowl that says Spaz. Yeah. And he cannot die. Yeah. This has been the Miko Hughes Valerian cast brought to you by Zero. Ding, ding. (laughs) Ding, ding. The, um, yeah, I also, yeah, that was a weird era too. Not to go too aside here as I know we're wrapping things up. But I remember when Spawn number one and like New Mutants 87 were like the top two most wanted comics i remember yeah. cable oh, was like yeah cable was just the shit in remember like remember x-force and remember yeah. the five issues Nemba? of x-force you had to oh, buy God. because oh. you had to get all five of the cards oh yeah they all went together yes ah those were the days good times now it's all worthless. All, of all it. worthless. You're right. <laughs> Especially when you're um in your death of Superman that's eroded right. in the bag. Um, oh, I totally I, I bag to, yes. oh, yeah. The only reason I wanted to bring up the spaz thing is like you know how we mentioned the it was special effects guy directing this movie. Well, the head of special effects on this movie is named Steve Williams, and his nickname was Spaz. So that was a uh, shout out. Da-da. A shout out. Otherwise, why would you have such a comically oversized dog bowl? I don't know why, but when you, I didn't realize the director was a special effects guy. Yeah. And when you said that at the beginning of this show, I got angry because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "This movie, the the director of this movie was a spe- this movie, yeah, was a special effects guy." That makes me angry. Well, because, it's, it's I, one of those oh things God. where you realize, like, you know, this movie would have been. A lot better if they just cut back on the special effects. You know, this movie was made a little bit, six yeah. years after Terminator 2, so fuck off. Like, that's literally like, <laughs> you fucked up. Like, there's no other way to put it. The like, funny thing yeah. is, now in 2017, like, CGI capes are so, like, you know, like, the capes in, in Superman vs. Batman, they're never wearing capes in that movie. Yeah. It's all yeah. CGI. You would never know. Here, it's like it might. It's like an ocean wave. They have such a hard time. <laughs> Although I do appreciate they did the the classic Todd McFarlane comic book shot in this movie. Yeah, the ballroom. No, where that part was great. Yeah, it was, but it was after that when he was just standing on that little ledge. Oh, yeah. on that on that building, and it's raining, and his cape 
It just swooped yeah. out in front can, of him. It, just... it can't rain all the time. Yeah. It can't rain all the time. Before we close, I just want to say that ballroom scene. My God, could that it, that could have been straight out of a fucking McBain movie? Right. All you needed, yes. All you yes. needed was like fucking uh, Martin Sheen doing, gentlemen, a toast. Too evil. <laughs> Get Mendoza. I was trying to count on my fingers the times that he had opportunity to kill Win and didn't do yeah. it, and I ran out of fingers. Can we just also just <laughs> quick say the glory of D.B. Sweeney here in this oh, movie? Oh, dude, seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I want to do this while on air, though, because I'll forget, but what is the, uh, the that book you told me, the Charles Band book? Oh, Empire of the... 80s or empire of the bees empire no it's empire of the bees, of the bees. Okay, it's on so fullmoondirect.com i, I found com. it okay yeah. but it's like um it's still going for like three thousand dollars on like amazon wow yeah like well that's the first printing that's probably yeah, I'm why sure, did somebody like... buy their um szechuan sauce with it <laughs> yes. jesus christ yeah so i i totally found it and it is absolutely still available on um but yeah three uh one used from two thousand nine hundred and eight dollars oh my god um um, so you know your spawn comics may not be worth anything, no. but um, you your know B movie book someone <laughs> overpaid for on eBay. Yeah, forever. exactly. And I've got the oh, I've got the spawn that came with Spawn number one. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and it's signed by Todd McFarlane, which doesn't mean anything anymore. I bought two issues of number one just so I could take out the poster. <laughs> that yeah. was next to all my wizard posters. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. rad. But yeah, I think that's all we can say about Spawn. It's 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 one of those '90s obscurities with with some really good actors and some actors who just needed to buy a boat that year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Martin Sheen. I don't know what was going on there, but you know, and I feel like Michael Jai White tried, and you know. I also just want to say, in terms of, uh, I recently saw some on. Um, the history of the Super Mario Brothers movie, and there's, I think it was the gaming historian. Yeah, he did a good and, one. And he on did it. a great one. He yeah. says something about how um, Dennis Hopper's son was like, you know, why did you do this movie? He's like, you know, those shoes you wanted so bad. That's why I did this movie. He goes, <laughs> I didn't need the shoes that I, bad. I remember <laughs> I had this movie on VHS, I and they had do. like a like a thing at the end where it was behind the scenes. And there's a shot in this movie of uh of the clown digging out some pizza from the trash oh yeah and it's covered in maggots yep. and he actually eats it and it's real maggots no oh way oh that's, yeah that's horrifying. apparently afterwards he just started violently vomiting but he's just like yeah that's a great scene because he picks it up it's covered in maggots he goes ugh, i hate anchovies and he picks the anchovy yeah, off he, i remember <laughs> watching that even now thinking about it, how disgusting it was yes oh, oh final final one thought i have to add because it was i we were talking about before the podcast started but i said there was something that happened at the annabelle screaming somebody was violently vomiting on oh. the side of the like where the railing is as you're walking towards the oh, exit nice. and it was during one of those like oh, we're going to make it really quiet here and just have the score tinged on the end. And just you, and then it's like, you can tell like they're dry heaving. And some of the audience is like, I don't need to be hearing that. Like, and it's just like, everyone oh, so is just good. like, why didn't you yell out blueberry pie? Anybody? I should have. <laughs> Lord I ass, Lord ass. Yeah, I should have. Boom, Baba. It, okay. That would have been more amazing. I also have one last thing to say on my tips of, uh-huh. of uh, Hot what could have been, what could have been brought to you by audible. So like I said, it was directed by a special effects guy. 
after Tim Burton refused the movie. Oh, he was what? Because he's, he's trying, trying to, to Superman? make Superman yes. live. Awesome. It's that wow, that brought that it right around to last week's episode. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Wow, a Tim Burton a Spawn movie. movie. Holy crap. Would have yeah. been a different movie. Holy crap. Wow. So there you go. Awesome. Spawn comes out of hell and he's like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> my best friend fucked Johnny. my wife. Yeah. What's this? Yeah. It's Spawn. <laughs> it totally would have been like, it totally would have been Tropic Thunder. I'm just a dude dressed up like a dude playing another dude. <laughs> uh, I just stuff. spawn with music by sense. Danny Elfman. Yes. Yes. Sorry, what was it? Could be good. That that era Danny Elfman could have been good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he still knew how to write music. Well, you know, it would have had like, uh, who, who, like, what was like one guy in a the football player in a Mars Attacks would have been in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mm. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. We with don't that know one. anything about movies. Sports. We don't know about sports. That's our problem. Yeah, exactly. Pam it's, it's Greer would have been. It's like we would oh, normally man. we would lo- normally know this actor, but because he's a sports guy, like right. a sports. Yeah. Nah. It's it's the football guy who isn't Fred Williams, right? right. Uh, is it is it is it Jerry Brown? It, is, I think it's something brown. Yeah, Ray Brown, Jim Brown, Jim Brown, Jim yeah. Brown. Brown. I was like, I'm just about to look it, it up because it's like Jim Brown, 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 Brown. Spawn. Yeah, that would be awesome. He would have oh, kicked that. Like Christopher Lee or the Butler from Alfred would have been right. The, the Butler from uh, Batman would have been Cogliostro. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee would have been, been awesome, Jacques. dude. Christopher Lee would have been awesome. Been awesome, Cagliostro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. This was before he started working with Christopher Lee a lot, though. Like, I mean, in the no, era that well, came out. no, Christopher Lee is in Sleepy Hollow, which also is ninety. Yeah, I guess that, that yeah. is like the first yeah. one he started working with him, like on yeah. like every movie. Um, yeah, totally awesome. Well, hey, the Spawn cast guys. There you go. Spawn I think it was. Yeah. So if you watched along, I think it was along. a raging success. Yeah. Totally. It's a long, so, hard road out of hell. Yes. And with that, I think we're gonna call it Audi's. Transylvania six five thousand <laughs> for the four of us. Always, if you like what you what you're hearing, tell your friends. And we always love comments. And you know, hit us up on cofollowing.co, which uh, is probably gonna get a makeover next week. Yeah, probably makeover, makeover time. Yes, so, Valerian poster. Yes, everything Valerian. <laughs> Valerian <Ding>. following. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, this is Victor Marino along with Joshua T. Root. Walla Walla Hoo! Kirby Nelson. Get the PA! <laughs> yeah. Jasperino. Wanda! <laughs> and remember, folks, until next time, I will bring you back to life yeah. if you will bring me some Doritos. <laughs> yes, I will lead your Dorito army. Anything for Doritos. <laughs> we all live in a Stop slowing. I was gonna say it. This has been brought to you by (laughs) (laughs) BlueApron.ca.